Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you own a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Get in touch with Evan Orvath or contact one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Today's episode is also brought to you by CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecast or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to go check them out and use promo code BFP123 for $5 off your shipping costs on orders over $20. We would also like to thank Any Racing News, The Graphics Coop, and Daniel Eugene Photography for their support, and of course, the pals over on Patreon. If you haven't yet, go over to patreon.com slash blackflaggedpodcast and subscribe for $4.69 a month. You get some merchandise discounts, some monthly giveaways, and of course, some exclusive content. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh, Occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good all right boys and girls welcome back to the solero commerce compound this is going to be episode 175 of the black flag podcast as always i am charlie you are bradley and you are bobby together we're at black flag pod on all things social media uh i think this was another weekend where uh we were kind of all split up and did all sorts of cool stuff and uh we were split up yet two out of the three days did the exact same thing yeah you get it <laughs> uh saturday we were pretty much split up but uh yeah friday we were uh at bartlett and i don't know if i missed anything before that i don't think so charlie no, no <laughs> mid no midweek races this week right no i don't think so unlike last week there's not even any midweek races this week anymore because they just two days before pulled the plug on the uh, thompson show that was supposed to happen i was gonna sit there, on the couch uh, and watch actually that actually absolutely is a midweek race this coming week there's a couple is there races, actually there's a big old fucking go-kart race on wednesday five thousand dollars to win at lst motorsports park oh, good to know presented by Derek nealon racing thursday is uh second running at the new Saco pathfinder speedway the Paco Sathfinders. Them also too. good to know. Friday, I was going to say, Friday is not midweek. 10K to win at Lee. Yep. And then uh, NASCARing. I thought that, like we were going to like bring up like Slingers on tomorrow. Like I didn't even know that the well, go-karts were go-karts. Did you, guys get your, did you guys win your free code from Racing America to watch Slingers? Uh, I did not, no. Nah. What a big old scam that so many people <laughs> fell for. <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I tough, won a free PS5 instead, I, oh. I think. Before we get going, I do got a, a more somber note. Um, we got to have a moment of silence for two uh, individuals that uh, perished over the weekend. First one is on Friday night on our way home from Bartlett. A bear was struck on Route 202. A main black bear. and uh, Not a college student. Unfortunately, much to my girlfriend's chagrin, was not knocked out. It did perish. And on Saturday... Um, over the course of the last six years that I've raced at Star Speedway, a groundhog has lived in the three-turn light pole, and little buddy decided to risk it all during <laughs> the spectator races on Saturday and got oh. absolutely nuked by a spectator drag car. I'm laughing, can, not crying. No, yeah, I can tell you're, I can tell you're crying. <laughs> That's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. So, moment of silence for those animals. <laughs> I really thought you were crying. <laughs> no, no, I'm laughing hysterically. I didn't see it. Um, I did. Well, I saw the bear. They were dragging the bear yeah. off the road. <laughs> yeah. But the the groundhog 
It has lit for as long as I remember. There's holes in the in the light pole pile, and I get up to the stands to watch the street stock racer uh, race. And um, friend of the program, Justin Rohrwasser, was up there, and he's like, "Yo, did you see the groundhog get hit?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "Yeah, the groundhog that lives in the dirt in the three turn ran across the track during the spectator races and got absolutely <laughs> run over." Oh man! Uh, and I laughed so fucking hard, harder <laughs> than I just did a second ago. <laughs> Because that's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. It, it couldn't have been during, like, an actual race. It had I to be just, during I a spectator drag. I said that to drag. Bradley Babb. I go, can you imagine we're out there ripping our super modifieds <laughs> and we knock a nose wing off because we hit an animal? <laughs> and, like, Buddy's lived there long enough. He knows Saturday's the day. Yeah. Like, if you need to go to the outside of the racetrack, <laughs> you have six other days of the week <laughs> to get your business done. Like, pack it in and stay home on Saturday nights, my, my dude, but... You literally yeah. have the best seat in the house. Yeah. You're like the only and one what, that doesn't have a side-by-side that's allowed on the infield. And what are the odds? You picked the division that there's only two of them, and they go one lap. Yeah. Like you, had, <laughs> you had ample opportunity, and you just picked the absolute worst moment. Maybe he was sick of his family. Maybe he's had enough. <laughs> I don't know. And well, Times uh, are tough. And then the bear. Byron's in office. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're on the way home from Bartlett. Rust, we hadn't even left yet. And Rusty calls, and he goes, uh. <laughs> Yeah, somebody just smoked a fucking black bear, and there's shit everywhere, so just be careful when you leave. So uh, we're rolling up on the scene, and uh, my girlfriend's like, you know, this might be kind of morbid, but like, I, I kind of want to see it. And then we turn the corner, and there's two dudes dragging this bear off the road on its back, and she didn't want to see it that bad. She was very upset, to which I'm laughing in her face, going, no, no, honey, he's just knocked out. <laughs> No, he's not. He's a little dazed and confused. She's like, it was a baby. I'm like, oh, it was. It was still pretty decent size. It wasn't a full grown bear, but I it, don't. I don't think it was mom. But I, it, it was. A, it was no fucking teddy bear. That's if, for if sure. It, if it was mom, they'd have been dragging the dude that was driving the vehicle off on his back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mom, mom, mom's gonna be pissed. I think. Yeah. yeah. So oh. thoughts and prayers to those animals, yeah. friends, and family on their loss. <laughs> Losses. I'm sure that they all listen to this po- program. Uh, uh, fuck. No, yeah. Now that I absolutely derailed the show three minutes in, do, do no, think, that's, that's think the best are, show. Do you think we are popular in the dirt holes? Uh, well, <laughs> the black bear community. I'm nah. sure somebody in Oxford listens. The official podcast of Maine Black I Bears. I was going to go all the way to Speedway 95. Well, yeah, it was casting. Yeah. Yeah. Any racetrack. People are dirty. So Bartlett was Friday. Bartlett happened on Friday. Uh, Anything spectacular? Well, we went live on Instagram. That oh, was yeah. a fucking hit. <laughs> I've been trying to save that video, but we were live for too long that it won't save to my <laughs> phone. And when it does, it did save once, but it didn't have sound, which I don't understand because we were definitely talking. But trying to figure that out, that'd have been cool to just shipped it right onto YouTube because yeah. uh, we. Content. I think it was pretty popular. I got yeah, it, it appeared to uh, that and there were everything. there were tens of people watching at one point, and uh, there was like at least four or five times early on that just Charlie's just straight up just announcing things that are blatantly wrong, and yes. I was loving it. Yeah. <laughs> like the junior sportsman. Uh, only had nine go-karts, so we ran one heat race. And Charlie's like, this is just going to set one half of the field. I'm like, nah, dog, this is all of them. Um, yeah. And then the next division comes out, which is a completely separate division, Sportsman A. Here comes heat number two. Nah, dog. No, nah. Nah, still heat one for this class. Charlie had his <laughs> his uh, Jordan flu game this past week. He, I don't know what was wrong, but you were you, like all over the place. And uh, it's, that was uncharacteristic. I kept like coughing too. Yeah. And it was just tough. It was tough. Hey, not every game's a great game. No, no. it isn't. That's no. all right. I think the races went well until the very end of the night, uh, and then it all kind of fell happened? apart. Well, I made a rule this week. Um, 
Mind you, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this too. Uh, when you talk about you made a rule, you could not have been more clear. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I kind of I kind of had a real cunty drivers meeting because I was a little upset at being called a fucktard on Facebook last week, which is an official. I probably need to have thicker skin, but I addressed the situation accordingly. I addressed a couple other things, and I made a rule that if your go kart stalls under yellow, you go to the back. It is annoying when you have like one division has seventeen or eighteen go karts and they're all lined up. And they're ready to go. And you give them one to go. And I'm like kind of backing off, you know, walking back to the flag stand. And then you look up and there's one dead in the water in like 13th. And you're like, fuck. So you can run all the way over there, start them. It's annoying. It holds up the show. But we've kind of just been dealing with it. Well, the it had gotten back to me that some people are running with the idols turned way down because they think that the go-kart runs better with the idol turned down. So I'm like, well, they're doing this intentionally. No, no, we're not going to be not going to be fucking doing this anymore. The very first practice on Friday, the junior box dog, which is the littlest of the little buddies and the inexperienced ones, they go out, and we were five minutes just trying to get them all going because one would stall. You're like, fuck. So you'd run over to the one turn, get that one going, get back to the flag stand, one dies in the three turn. Like, fuck. And I was by myself for a little bit. Rusty had gotten hung up at work, so I was just was like, all right, that's it. Tonight's the night, and I'm fucking executive decision. So I said in the driver's meeting, as, very clear. As Charlie stated, very clear. All divisions, <laughs> if your go-kart stalls under yellow and we need to pull start it for you, you will go to the rear. Let's work. I said they have idler screws on them. It's very simple to adjust. Let's work on that, especially junior box stock. Junior box stock doesn't do lineups. They don't they can't get put to the rear cuz they don't fucking race. No, nothing they, matters. The junior box stock is simply the equivalent of letting your kid ride around in the backyard in a yard cart. They build their go-karts. They go out on the racetrack. They get laps. Every little buddy gets a trophy. We don't do restarts. We don't do lineups. They just get them acclimated with being at the racetrack and being out on the racetrack with other go-karts. That's simply the goal. So why would anyone think that I meant just them would be the ones getting put to the rear? Because they don't have lineups. But either way, in the feature, the second-place go-kart of the wing champs, his go-kart stalled under yellow, and it did not go well <laughs> did not receive the news well that he was getting put to the rear very upset with rusty myself eddie to the point where we were there 45 minutes after the race they were still arguing about it and i'm like they're trying to tell me i wasn't clear enough that 15 other people heard me say otherwise and to the point where you both were like we were standing right there it was pretty clear what you said and if you, if you can't hear me or you didn't catch anything in the driver's meeting that's not my fault no so oh, also yeah why would why would you think that it was the division that doesn't do restarts exactly um so that's frustrating and it kind of ruined my night because the rest of the races went well i feel like i think they were good clean races so there was very little drama and controversy you know a couple parents upset but that'll happen you know it's it never is going to ever go perfect but you know the, the parents that were upset they came over had civil conversations you know you know, there was one guy came over and I'm like in my head, I'm like, the fact that I don't even know who you are, bud, means that you guys are probably pretty good. You don't cause any issues here. Just shit happens. So everything was all good except for that. It ruined my night. I was pissed off the rest of the night. I woke up on Saturday pissed off. I went to work for a couple hours pissed off. Then I had to go to North Wyndham and go grocery shopping, which North Wyndham on a Saturday afternoon or morning, oh my God. I would rather put a bullet through my face. So I was pissed off there. I was just irritated all day at the racetrack. Didn't even really care about the racetrack. The race went like shit. It just it ruined my whole day. And I'm like, man, if I'm going to fucking let this stupid go-kart gig take away from other things in my life, like it's not fucking worth it. it but. 
you know, like a grocery store before like Thanksgiving or Christmas or like a big snowstorm or something. That is North Windham every, every single Saturday in the summer. Like worse than what I just recently described. Like I, I remember being off, a they kid. didn't have ice. Is this, you is this like a country? Are we talking like Walmart or Hannaford? Hannaford. I have. Uh, I've kind of just started stopped boycott or I stopped shopping at Walmart because Hannaford has like the. Unless I need something specific, like the things that I get repetitively every single week, Hannaford has. Yeah, so I go to Hannaford. It's a better Walmart. place, and but they didn't have ice, and boy was I upset because I had to spend fourteen fucking dollars on ice at the Puffin Stop. Their prices of ice there are too damn high, but maybe that's why they're the only <laughs> ones that have ice. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, inflation, I guess, on the ice. <sighs> but I, I went to Wal- I, I like, if only people knew how many times I pulled into a Walmart parking lot and then just turned right around because I was like, I just am not in the mood to walk nope, inside of a Walmart. Today. So like legitimately last week, I was on my way home from work and I pulled into the parking lot, turned around, went home, was like, I'm just not going to do that, actually. I would rather just not get what I need. And so today I was like, all right, I'm going to leave work at like 5.30, 5.45, going to go to Walmart, going to get some shit, and then I'm going like, to come back home and you know start getting loosely ready for this weekend. And so I went to Walmart hands completely fucking full of shit just grabbed like my you know i i didn't i grabbed my wrist or i grabbed the receipt that came out but apparently the person that was before me didn't grab their receipt so i get to the door and the guy's checking everyone's receipts i'm like dude i have fucking four items in my hand and like i'm about to like fall like drop all of them i literally had to put two celsius drinks on the ground handed him my receipt and he goes this receipt only has two items i was like are you fucking kidding me and he's like He's like, you only paid for two items. I'm like, no, it's the wrong fucking receipt. So I walked all the way. I was so pissed. And I usually don't get mad at people, but like Walmart, already tensions are high. You walk out of a Walmart. you better than those people. Right, exactly. And you walk out of a Everybody Walmart and you know, I under, I really, truly understand when you're driving through the parking lot and you just see people walk straight out and they don't even look both ways. It's because they don't give a fuck if they die. Because <laughs> they're at Walmart. also at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, I was instantly cunty. I was having a great day. Day flew by. I'm like, it's almost Thursday. It's almost loud in. Let's that get this week over. Day? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like I, I legitimately, I saw someone that I knew on the walkout. I gave him a quick wave. Almost fumbled everything. Got everything back together. I'm like, I'm looking like fucking Marshawn Lynch about to score a tutter outside the fucking grocery store. Grabbed your crotch, and the guys dove into the end zone. Oh my god! Yeah, I, there was Skittles. I, I, there was a golf cart. I don't know. And so the guys like, just there. So you I'm like, you gotta fined. be fucking kidding me. Oh. Just, yeah, just absolutely uh, abysmal fucking end of my day. But <laughs> this world would be a lot better if there wasn't so many people on it. Oh, my God. I know. We should have like a pandemic or something. Um, a real one. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not one to, uh, never mind. <clears throat> oh, what were we going to say about? <clears throat> uh, dictate an election. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did uh, that happen? Yeah, what uh, do you mean? So Barlett so, went well. Yeah. We got we got a week off from Barlett. And, uh, you know, I, I like I said, I probably shouldn't get so wound up. Over the 1% of people that are normally the issue, it's it's too bad because um, the rest of it went pretty well, like I said. And normally, we did actually, I think I got more, we got more thank yous at the end of the night. You know, we, like I said on the last show or two shows ago, whatever it was, we're not volunteers. We get paid. So we're getting paid to do a job. So, but it is a thankless job. And, um, you know, nobody enjoys getting yelled at. Nobody enjoys reading bad shit about themselves on the internet. I don't care how much they pay you. It's, uh, I don't enjoy it. But, it, it it's but, like uh, the it's like the Yelp review section. People usually only review shit when they're mad. Yeah. So And it just like you'll it's, have that. I just you you sit back and you're like, it's go kart racing. Like obviously, yes, it costs money, there's competition, you're trying really hard, but at the end of the day, like you should have there, there should be two goals if you're racing at Bartlett. To have fun and enjoy yourself racing or to raise your child to be a good race car driver and a good adult. 
other than that, what what are we doing? I don't I don't know why you're screaming at us. I don't know why you're calling me a fucktard on Facebook when then your kid goes to Oxford and a mad bomber and junks the whole entire field a week later. Like Not, I, nothing specific. Yeah, I don't no, I, don't, I don't, you know, I wonder who the fucktard was that night, you know. <laughs> Probably the guy he spun out for the lead, but either way. Uh <clears throat> not nothing specific. <laughs> yeah, nothing specific. Spe- speaking hypothetically. Uh, <laughs> um it, go-kart parents are the they're they're the soccer Parents yeah, of the no, motorsports no world, yeah. um, T-ball parents. Yeah, and... that's it. Is what it is. It's it's a bunch of people who may there are again. This is just the one percent that we're talking about. But it's it's sometimes it's the people who were never worth a fuck to begin with, and they're trying to live vicariously through their children. They're all superstars. That is what it is. Oh, I can't wait. You have a good majority there that are like you said. You don't even know that they exist because they're usually not in any sort of trouble. They're not in any sort of fuck show. Those are the people that we like. Those are the ones that uh, uh, that's what that's why we show up for those types types of people. But if you're the person who did nothing but bitch at basically every other racetrack you've raced at, uh, pissed off damn near every driver you've ever raced with, and now you're to the point where you're arguing over a go kart race, maybe there is a point of self reflection and evaluation that needs to go on there. But we move on to. Um, Bradley, what do you have to say? Well, no, just Bart Barley was fun. Um, <laughs> so, but we went, like I said, Instagram Live seemed to be a hit. We'll probably do that from now on. I think not, maybe not every week, but I think that. Uh, bring a charger. We, we time, well, yeah, yeah, whatever, we'll do yeah. it. Um, but I, I think that we nailed the timing of when we went live because at the beginning of the night, it's usually a absolute fuck show. Like some mics aren't working, levels are all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, like and you then, guys, like, you guys came in for the Junior Box Talk heat race and then radio silence. Never said a word during the entire heat race, and then the next heat race rolled out, and they were about to take the green, and you guys came back in. So yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're wonder what they're dealing with yeah. their issues <laughs> well, right now. Well, so our... surely you weren't just sitting there in silence. No, no. <laughs> so, so Charlie, Charlie, like started the night, and then like went to like, oh, like what are your thoughts, Brad? And I like started talking, like had like, I, I'm not good at stringing together like numerous sentences and not saying the word cunt so like i did it was really good and then Wait, charlie's like oh um your mic's off and i was like oh, yeah good. so like we i noticed that like you'd hear me talking and they're like, how do you how about you brad all right yeah blah, blah. And so like it was only me and then there was like weird pauses Top. yeah i can't have so that. it was like what the fuck so is going on the, the first Which is- four weeks the mic that charlie has the on off button's broken so it doesn't matter if it's hot on mic. or off so you always have <laughs> yeah, a hot mic so hot <laughs> i i've always had the hot mic which is never good um and so this week i had the mic that charlie had well you have to hold the off the on button up the whole time because it'll just slide to off so it slid down Ooh, to off yeah. and i was just talking so you got the best it. you got the best of both wor- worlds one that won't stay on and won't that won't <laughs> one that won't turn off correct <laughs> yeah correct so, no that, that that's why it, it sounds weird but like <laughs> Uh, even when like you're spotting, say you're spotting for a race car, right? One of the biggest tools that you have is being able to listen to yourself. The first time I'd ever had that happen, like I never spotted like that, but at Beechridge when I would announce, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't like hearing myself. Now, I don't like not hearing myself. Right. Like I've gotten used to it with this, and I've just, I don't really spot because I fucking hate spotting. But like doing this show, I couldn't imagine doing this without headphones anymore. Right. So that that's the that's the hard part, and that you can I'm gonna blame Dan Collins for it because he like set me up with like a super spotter gear one night for I think it was Russell, 
And I was like, oh, my God, that makes a huge difference. Because, one, you know that it's working. Two, right. you know that you're talking. You know that they can hear you. You know how loud you are. You know, yeah, you can you know, hear your cadence. And, you know, if you're getting excited and you're trying not to get everybody else excited, whatever. Well, the same thing applies to announcing where whether it's headphones like we're wearing right now and we can hear ourselves talking. Like, or This is the craziest shit ever. I have no idea right. how. Like, what? I can't hear myself. <laughs> uh, now that I got my headphones back on, I can hear everything clearly and I'm not screaming. Right. So the it, same thing applies for the announcer's booth, where was why opening day I was so cunty when they flopped us from side to side without even a discussion of any sort because th- we had no idea if we were talking, if right. anything was I'm working. I'm on the flag stand giving you up no, signals yeah, or down signals. Yeah, <laughs> no idea if anything was working. And I had to explain that to Eddie, and he's like, oh, my God, yeah, that makes total sense. And then the next week we had a speaker right next to the fucking window. So that's how we gauge you need how the night is right. going. You need yeah. audio feedback. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that most people probably would never think of, and that's just part of the game. And uh, going back on spotting, Charlie, I believe Saturday you did a little bit of spotting yourself. I, I sure did. Uh, got the uh, got the phone call. Well, not a phone call, but I got the message from our friend, pal, friend of the program, Luckus Leon. Uh, that's the four, or no, not the four, the one New England. or The one whatever, Nebraska. The one Nebraska, that's he right. flies in from Nebraska to race trunks. He doesn't do that. Uh, but, <laughs> that's uh, just dedication. <laughs> he has, uh, over the last uh, probably a couple of years, I guess, turned into a super spotter. And uh, he was in Nashville. And typically he spots for modified racing superstar Kevin Iannarelli, who races the number 27 Massachusetts base iRacing paint scheme uh, iRacing car in the modified racing series so uh i was asked if i wanted to do it uh because apparently we are considered a wiscasset weekly person which whatever uh have some experience there thought that that might be able to help him out so he gave me a shout and i uh, made the trek up to wiscasset and it was a uh, it was an interesting experience uh t- typically when i do that job for someone or or like uh like you're meeting a new crew or whatever, it's typically like, yeah, hey, you know, I'm, you know, Sally and I'm Joe Schmuckatelli and I'm Sally Suckumselli and whatever. And like, here's, this is my aunt and then we all, you know, whatever. From, from the Suckumselli family. <laughs> do, you, do you have uh, Sally Suckumselli's number by chance? <laughs> I'm just a little curious here. Uh, no. So, so anyway, uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, cool as fall, whatever. Well, I go there and, and, Kevin, I think, is a uh, much, much more reserved, very reserved than the rest of us, and the crew is much of the same. So I think Kevin and I were really the only ones that spoke to each other, and that was okay. But um, it was a different experience. Uh, Kevin had a really fast car all day. He was, I think, second quick uh, in the first practice, and then. Um, just made some changes, just trying stuff all day. Still hanging around the top five all day in practice. Uh, Swanee, Matt Swanson was in his own little planet, really. He was just talking lights out all day, uh, driving the Casella number 25 there. But uh, went out for uh, the heat races, finished second. Those, uh, those MRS tires, they're just so soft. They're just big old gumballs, basically. So the first, I mean, your whole heat race and the first majority of the race, everybody's just riding quarter, half even, throttle. Even our cars with the American racers, as good as they hold up, we junk tires at Wiscasset. Yeah. Like, shred them. 
and it's a combination, I think, of them being big, soft gumball tires in conjunction with Wiscasset being super abrasive. So fast through the corners. And um, so the heat races, everybody just kind of behaved themselves, got it through into the races. I think there was only like 15 cars that showed up. And um, go out for the feature, and he started, I believe, second, started outside pole. Uh, Wiscasset, unless you're one of like two people um, with a big old motor and, uh, you know, the the tech guys don't check your car. Nobody can work on the outside, really. Um, so everybody's fighting for the bottom. And, you know, I tried to get him clear to the bottom. Did. Got up to second. Just rode around behind Swanee the majority of the race there. Uh, had a couple late race restarts. Fell back to third. And uh, he was he was good. He, he ran a hell of a race. He really did. He had a top three car. And uh, with, like, eight to go, he was... He had fallen back to third and came up on a couple lap cars that were side by side going into turn three. Oh, my favorite. So at this point, I'm saying, hey, they're they're stacked up ahead of you here. Let's try and be on our toes here. Well, fourth place was Jacob Perry, about five, six lengths back. And Kevin comes up on these lap cars. He checks up a little bit. And Jacob Perry just hashtag NVR lifted going into three and put Kevin's rear tires up on the air cleaner and just dumped him. Um Yellow came out. Kevin was a source of caution um, because he was backwards in turn four. And uh, he not not very happy with the 47 car there, understandably. Uh, they get him all re-racked, and he fought back up to, like, eighth or ninth or something like that. But, uh, yeah, came back in, and uh, that's the way the night ended, unfortunately. Had a really fast car, had easily a top three race car, was certainly going to bring home a trophy, and just flat out got dumped. That's all. You hate that when you're, especially when you're racing the Jacob Perry and Friends Invitational at yeah. Wiscasset. Yeah, yeah, it's what our group chat calls it. <laughs> That's one not, of them. And I also called it something else, but I don't want to offend the competitors of the MRS series. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, congrats on uh, to Swanson on every sport on, uh, needs Dick's, a junior varsity league. Dick <laughs> stomping him. Um, he was obviously he was deserving of uh, the win there last year. I think he ended up finishing second to uh, Brian Roby. I think he ran out of gas, didn't he, or something I think like he, that? I thought he just burned his tires up. No. But I don't know. Yeah. No, uh, glad he finally got that win. This was, this was also – so MRS, they have a driver's meeting, obviously, and then they have a spotter's meeting, which I don't know why that's necessary because all they said was, whatever we tell you, you need to tell the driver. It's like, well, yeah, that's kind of the fucking point. So uh, – <laughs> So uh, I I was like, all right, that's the the most bizarre thing I've ever heard, but all right. And uh, (laughs) during the driver's meeting, I thought a fight was going to break out during the driver's meeting before the fucking races even started. Was it a Nelcar driver's meeting? It might as well have been (laughs) because they were arguing over that race a year ago. About how like did they know it's over? Apparently not. They they think it's still a highly contested battle from twenty twenty one, but <laughs> they they were arguing about like where cars were supposed to pit and side by pe- side, right to the left. People were coming in under yellow and adjusting their cars, and I'm in the background like, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to motorsports. Are we not allowed to work on them? Yeah, and yeah. Then then they were like, "Well, if you want to pit up by the racetrack, or if you want to stay down here, that's fine." And if, if anybody who has ever been to Wiscasset, the pit area is kind of a fuck show. It's just the, everywhere. The the, tour, the touring series get put in the uh, the puckies bowels of hell. Yeah, um, about a quarter mile away from the track, and about. 
a hundred feet below the track. Right. <laughs> so that that was my next uh, bit of information I was going to put out there is that uh, Wiscasset is famous for a race that they hold every year. It's called the Coastal Two Hundred. The reason it's called the Coastal Two Hundred is because the racetrack is by well the coast. Uh, typically, things that are on the coast are very rocky, and I mean that quite literally, as in rocks. Um, so the way that Wiscasset is built into the earth, there's a lot of fucking rocks. There's one like in the infield, the turn three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and from this lower pit area, Bobby is not joking when it is all of a hundred, if not 200 feet below the racetrack. And as a spotter who has to climb Mount son of a bitch every time <laughs> to get up to not only the racetrack and then climb fucking Mount son of a bitch senior to get up into the fucking stands to this guarded gated off area that they have off of a corner where you can't see Dick anyway, as a spotter, my balls were in a swimming pool is all I'm going to say. Um, and uh, yeah, so who that would make sense to anybody who's been to Wisconsin, but holy yep. fuck, it's a hike to do anything there, anything, because you come in through the pit gate, cool, that's fine. There's a bunch of pit stalls there. You, that's where they have their little parts area. Fantastic. Well, if you want to be close to the racetrack, you have to go down 295 a little bit. You got to pay a toll. <laughs> then you can either park on the back stretch or fucking by like turn two-ish, which is kind of <laughs> where I park, which isn't really close to anything, but it's a good middle ground. So that you don't it's the only racetrack I've ever fucking been to that offers golf cart rentals because you literally have to walk 17 miles to do anything. Now, don't let this you, take away from the rest of the facility. No, it's a beautiful racetrack. It is the a pit area. Race. Does it's just suck. a big place. That's <laughs> no, all. Where, where you parked is great because you're on the 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 bottom of the first roller coaster drop, and about <laughs> right as the roller coaster hangs a left and then drops even further, that's yeah. about where you were parked. Was so. beautiful facility. Yes, and I say this time and time again: the Jordans. Yeah, you can't. You couldn't physically fix the pits if you tried. No, you'd it, have to haul in bajillions of square <laughs> feet of dirt to try to level it off. And it, obviously, it just does. It's not like you, it. so you it's literally, they did you literally have to see it for any of this information to make sense. But the, the, the it's like Bradley just said, the whole fucking place is a roller coaster. You, there's nothing flat about it at all. <clears throat> yeah, well, with the supers, you know, we always we have the quads and they're like you go up the fucking pits and you can't even see the racetrack. You just see like the skyline <laughs> and then you get right there. Boom. Down. You're in the racetrack. Yeah. It's like, wow, neat. This is like. And even like even coaster. You put it, your hands up when you go down there. But even like you said, though, that like the walkway, like in front of the grandstands, is on top of the racetrack. Yeah, like you're you're looking down at the racetrack, which doesn't make any sense because you're in the grandstands that's looking down at the racetrack that's off, also looking down at the pit area behind you. If you jumped off the front of the bleachers, you would fall to the bottom of the bleachers if you jumped off the back there'd be an extra 40 feet before <laughs> yeah, you hit anything correct <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a wild place but I, i've said it time and time again we raced there a little bit earlier this year but richard and vanessa jordan it's one of the few racetracks that they keep investing in time and time and time again they've always got a packed house it is a beautiful facility they they improve on it every single time i go there there's something new and different they're actually building like like nascar cup style garage stalls into the hill and turn one and two there so that the local yokels can 
rented basically a garage. I wanted to be the only dickhead when the Super Modifieds go there to try to rent one of those. <laughs> just be the only guy. Just because? Yep, just because. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, I want to be in the garage. <laughs> and, and they do a lot of cool stuff. They have a lift in the pit area if you need it. they got a welder. They've got a, a, a cool little parts place. Uh, very cars. Friendly. If you want to race, you could probably just go buy one. Yeah, there's, there's, there's literally like of them. there's literally like twenty rent the cars if you wanted <laughs> to do it. They're all total shit boxes, but they, they are there if you want to be a fan out in the 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 NASCARing with the the rest of us Yahoos. But uh, no, it's a cool track. But like I said, if anybody who hasn't been there doesn't know what we're talking about, you just have to go for any of this. <laughs> July thirtieth, three fifty Max Super Modifieds and Pro Stocks with Russell and potentially us with the Super Street. Is Rusty gonna go run there on the thirtieth? I don't know. <laughs> this is not going well for him. No, no he uh, he's having a tough time. Uh, I raced uh, I raced Saturday night at Star, as I mentioned earlier. It did not go well. I started dead last out of eleven. I passed two guys that bounced off each other. Well, they didn't really bounce off each other. One guy got loose. The other guy checked up. Uh, I did a hundred percent of my passing before I got to the start and finish line, and um, finished ninth. My uh, worst race of the year. Car was terrible. I don't know why because it was fast as fuck in the heat race, and I won the heat race. Um, basically, it was a high speed parade. The guy that started on the pole won. The guy that started second finished second, and so on. Um, so I'm thinking for the next race, I'm going to hire the uh, Epping High School cheerleaders to come on my parade float and throw candy at, for the kids <laughs> and wave to the crowd while we uh, parade. Throw some flowers for the groundhog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. After we have the. Is there going to be a ceremony? I don't know. There, there has to be. Yeah. Sad. For the groundhog. Um, does he have a family? I don't know. Does he have life insurance? Does you'll he, know ha- does he have f- things squared away for the kids? You know, you know, you'll know if he has family if Bob smokes a fucking groundhog <laughs> fucking <laughs> in a couple weeks. If I knock a radiator out of my car because I hit a fucking rodent. <laughs> You're going to need more than a tear-off to get that off your fucking helmet. Oh. The rest yeah. of the races in the start were really good, though. Fuck the it. street stocks were entertaining as hell. Um, I caught a little bit of the pure stock bang-banger race. And in the driver's meeting every week, it's the same thing as a poor Dave McGuire. Tran- make sure your fucking transponders work, which I literally have forever. Make sure you got your fucking receivers in, which mine always works because I, I'm always the guy flailing my arms at officials. Like, what do you mean? Fucking st- I'm in the right spot. And Jamie makes fun of me for that. And the third thing they say that I never really understood was stay out of the dirt. Well, uh, in the infield. Well, yeah. So Star has the racing surface, and then they have almost similar style speed bumps like Beechridge had the mm-hmm. the rumbly bumps and those are like three feet long so if you want to get to the dirt like you got to go for it there's a <laughs> long way to go you could be like jimmy storish just four wheel it fucking right well the and they say this every every uh, meeting you'll stay out of the dirt well i got up on the hill for the pure stock race and figured out why they say that every week because every lap some motherfucker in a <laughs> Hundred thousand or two hundred thousand mile Honda Prelude would fucking just <laughs> go skipping right through the grass clippings, put dirt all over the track. I'm like, what in the fuck are we doing? I'm like, well, that makes sense as to why they yell at us every week. Um, but they had good fields and everything. The Sling Bombers, Dave Cameron picked up the win uh, in that. I it's think. Not a hot streak. Yeah, he's like wicked fast. Um, I didn't get to see all of that because we had to um, parade ourselves, but. Uh, I originally we were supposed to race this coming Saturday, but they uh, gave us the weekend off. So, who won the Flappy Bird race? <clears throat> uh, Danny Lane. Um, been racing supers for a while. He's bounced back and forth between three fifties and big blocks. Um, I believe his, his, his uncle Howie Lane has owned <clears throat> big block supers forever. Drove him forever. I've on two occasions in person thought I saw Danny lose his life in a big block super. 
It's happened at least three times, maybe even four. He's lost his life four times. Wrecks that looked like they should have <laughs> killed him, and I don't even think he got injured. We're the first time my dad ever brought me to Oswego. Um, they got those big foam blocks that are like the size of a refrigerator that protect you from the wall. Well, I look up and the three turn was the farthest away from where we were sitting, and I see a car go into the foam with all four wheels and the wing attached, go like underneath a bunch of the foam and come out the other side like a mole that had tunneled <laughs> with, the, with with no wing and no wheels attached. Were the spectators out on the racetrack? No, because no. <laughs> it matters. Uh, so I'm like, holy fuck, that was big. Like upside down, cars destroyed, wheels ripped off, it wings gone. Like, oh shit, hope that guy's okay. It was Danny Lane. He was fine. Go to Lee, Ollie Silva Memorial Night. I think it was the one of the first times I ever ran my 350. Maybe the second time ever. We're up in the stands and you know, big crowd at Lee. The all the Bentley's saloon bike. They do like the biker trip. They're all down in the hospitality tent in turn one. John Spence is hyping the crowd. Is my super modified heat number one? They drop the green. Danny Lane's on the pole and never fucking shuts down. Getting into one stuck throttle buries the thing in the fence. Same thing. Wheels ripped off. Wing flies off. Upside down. Shit everywhere. Trent Smith, a uh, friend of the program, was actually in, like, the hospitality tent. Said he watched a coil spring and a shot go flying by him. Cool. And I'm like, holy fuck, I think I just watched Danny Lane die again. Nope, fine. Hopped right out of it. Fucking. <laughs> and then there was a third time at Oswego that I saw on the internet. He hit the wall and turned one so hard that the f- complete front axle, steering rack, wheels, spindles, hubs, everything, landed in the infield. He landed in the outfield with the rest of the race car. Those are not close to each other, Bob. <coughs> no. no, Especially at Oswego. So that place is like nine lanes wide. I've never oswego I, I, so. I would enjoy an Oswego at some point, I feel. So, I like uh, traveling around, obviously. but So Danny picked up the win, uh, his first in, in this car that he has a star. So good good for them guys. He started on the pole and just bye-bye. Well, Bob, it was funny that you uh, you just brought up Trent Smith because uh, Trent Smith uh, is uh, sponsoring the show this week. Um the, uh, the, this show is actually sponsored by uh, the the sponsors who sponsor the limited sportsmen, the zero limited sportsmen at Oxford. So sponsors of the sponsors, the sponsors of the sponsors. Yeah, he's you using. To... This is actually a good idea that, that when you told me that this is what he was doing, it was actually I'm like that's actually a really good idea. He is pay, using his money to get more value out of Alex's sponsors, yes, which is yes. actually pretty brilliant. Yeah. Yes. So. The limited sportsman sponsors on the Zero Car are McCormick & Sons Trucking in Hollis, Maine, Black Point Auto & Towing in Scarborough, Maine, Linex of Portland in Portland, Maine, Five in, Route 5 and 35 Auto Repair in Dayton, Maine, Showham Roadway Services in Berwick, Maine, Backwards Burner Service in Standish, Maine, CW Designs in Buxton, Maine, and Brook Hill Classic Morgans in Dayton, Maine. So all of those sponsors sponsor the Zero Limited Sportsman that you can see in action at Oxford Plains Speedway. Picked up the win, I believe, last week. Am I right in saying that? Correct. Yeah, so uh, you'll see him on the show post. You'll see all of his sponsors on the show post as well, and uh, they're going to be uh, he's going to be sponsoring the show for the next couple weeks. So uh, thank you to Trent. Thank you to Alex. Congrats on not sucking last week, and uh, thank you for all of them for sponsoring Alex and uh, the, the Smiths for sponsoring us. So, um, yeah, so that, that was a start. And uh, my Saturday consisted of going to Oxford, uh, where I watched the, the Zero Limited Sportsman. Uh, unfortunately, didn't park in a victory lane, but – uh, I was actually up there serving beer in the uh, crash pad. First time I was doing it solo uh, for a while there. It was kind of 
kind of boring. Uh, there wasn't many people up there. People started trickling in, and then like it seemed like everyone just all showed up at once. Really good crowd for a Saturday. It was awesome to see uh, a lot of people that I don't know. I I feel like I can confidently and not rudely say first time at a racetrack. Um, so uh, it was funny though because we're I was at one bar in turn one, the crash pad, which uh, is our hangout, and uh, Lindsay was over uh, on the front shoot working that bar. No view. No, no. no view there. And at so all. at one point she goes, I just sent some people your way. It's their first time at a racetrack. Well, uh, almost immediately after seeing that message pop on my phone, I see a group of four dudes walk in with Patagonia t-shirts on and like they had like four four of these things are not like they're that. not they're not like okay so there wasn't four dudes there's four people um they 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 had hoodies wrapped around their like upper chests like they were touring in Italy and they were like uh they're just they're clearly tourists and they had their wives with them very nice people they all got Sam Summers they all cheers and said all right let's watch some racing and then they went off and I was like huh, it's funny you say that cuz I definitely know exactly who you're talking about <laughs> well and that, like, about 10 minutes later, I had a line for a fairly decently long time. It was the first time that I've worked the crash pad where I didn't get to watch a lot of the racing because people kept coming up. And um, this, like, lady comes up and she goes, hey, like, I need a couple of high noons and uh, truly, please. And uh, she's like, Lindsay just sent us down this way. We've never been to a racetrack before. This is awesome. And uh, it was, you could clearly tell that they'd never been to a racetrack either. They were wearing, like like tube top tank tops with like a white overcoat. Like they were just, they were very clearly like just at a beach and they probably passed by and they're like, there's a lot of people over there. Let's go check it out. So, uh, they seem to be having a great time though. They were over in the crash pad for quite a while and, uh, gassing some high noons and just had all in all a pretty good night. Um, I, uh, we didn't get to watch a whole bunch of racing, but uh, I know that uh, our buddy Austin Terrace picked up a win in the Super Late Models, kind of dick-stomped them. So good on him because uh, he, uh, unfortunately, has had a rough start to the year. Yeah, pretty and, bad. Uh, pretty well, bad year so only far. Only Ford yeah. in the the division, maybe even the pit area. Certainly uh, the only Super Late Model out there that doesn't have a crate engine. Yes. Uh, yeah. As Jay Cushman would say, Jay is Austin's father, the only real Super Late Model out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that was awesome to see. I was, I was pumped for Austin. I was, he, he got some claps out of me in the crash pad. Other than that, I did not see a whole bunch of what happened. Uh, Seemed like there was some crashing. A, a street stonk flipped over, uh, and, yeah. and the guy went running through the infield trying to uh, fight the other guy that caused it. He didn't make it, despite his best efforts to juke two of the officials. Yeah, uh, Saw videos and Snapchats of that. Of course, that aforementioned Mad Bomber, big old crash at the beginning of that. Nate, uh, Nate Barth skirt-skirted his way through there. Um, unscathed to hang on for a, a second place finish in his race. Yeah, I believe Cam Childs won the street stonk race, but uh, the the guy, some guy walked up and ordered a Bud Light, and I turned around, grabbed him a Bud Light, and when I turned around, I saw the bottom of a car coming towards us, and I was like, oh shit, someone just flipped. And the guy <laughs> turns around, and he's like, oh, I missed it, and I was like, yeah, me too, and he's like, oh, sorry about that. I'm like, oh, no, no worries, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just should, doing my job, man. <laughs> you should be. Oh. And uh, but I look back, and I, I could pretty much piece together what happened through the. Uh, the, the pictures that were posted online. Yeah, but. somebody got some a great like uh, frame by frame photos of it. He got spun. I believe it was Joe Hutter, yeah. number two, got spun by Joey Israelson, and then Rick Spaulding like hit him head on. But you see, Monte Carlos are like boxes, and they are Camaros are like cheese wedges. So when you drive a wedge underneath a box, it it tumbled the box. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and so it was funny though because like he flipped over and. Everyone obviously gave the clap when he got out and he was okay. 
And then like I was like, all right, that's six dollars, Bud Light. Yeah, right, here you go. And then everyone started going nuts again. And I'm like, what the fuck are they going nuts for? I'm like looking around the track, like what is going on? I have no idea. I couldn't see what was going on. And then someone's like, oh yeah, he tried to run across the infield and like basically, I think he was trying to get to Joey and uh, didn't quite succeed. I guess he did not. No. So, so uh, going off that conversation you said about people like showing up that have never been in a racetrack before, I don't know. If, I don't remember if I mentioned it, but when Lindsay and I were working the crash pad, I think it was like two weeks ago, this woman had showed up. And she was lived somewhere else. She's like, fuck it. I'm going to go to Oxford for the day. She like hung out at the casino for a second. She's like, wait a minute. There's a racetrack there. And I, I, I feel like I might have told this story. But she was hanging out there. And uh, she by herself, completely by herself, comes up, introduces herself. She's like, I don't know what's going on. But this seems pretty neat. I'm like, well, lady, <laughs> you're in for a hell of a night. Yeah. So we, we just kind of told her what like what was going on. She le- She didn't understand anything at all, which was awesome. Um. so we're telling her like yeah this is what the flags mean and no people can't pass half the field under yellow like it doesn't <laughs> work like that and uh she's having a time like we bought like i personally bought or i think actually Lindsay did personally bought her a a beer because she was out of cash didn't understand that like no cards there because you know cash only so she's like all right, all right, all right. <laughs> she had a time she thanked us whatever figured i would never see or hear from that lady ever again well, Saturday, I'm at Wiscasset. Lindsay texted me. She's like, you're never going to believe this. But that lady came back on Saturday and brought her, like, all of her friends, like, her her new man friend who, like, also doesn't race car at all and brought, like, some kids and stuff. I'm like, that's fucking so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, well, that's pretty much all we're trying to do here. Sunday right. came around, and uh, we also were at Oxford on Sunday. And we were hanging out with Dan and Sue. They had a skybox up with Mike Rowe. I was like, I'm, I'm feeling bougie. I'll do that. There's AC and a good view of the racetrack. It'd be kind of silly not to. So we're hanging out there. The night's getting done, and we're walking down the, the front stretch there. And, and it's a bit of a walk back to the parking lot. And lady stops us dead in our tracks. Same lady who just two weeks prior, three weeks prior, had never been to a racetrack ever, has now been four times, two of which were two days in a row at Oxford this past weekend. Love that. That's fucking cool to me. That is wicked cool, yeah. yeah. Especially that she had such a good time the first time she brought everyone back with her. Yeah, That's... she had such a time that we're, like, because we were just, like, not ignorant and mean to her, basically. We're like, that's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, buy a beer. Fucking this is what, this is what. If you have any questions, let's let us know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And she's like, fuck it. I'm bringing everybody here. And she did. Hell yeah. That's like my, when I used to bring kids, I used to, like, basically, like I've, I've always said, pay for my dad to get into the stands but i would also any of my friends that didn't know anything about racing i'd bring them with me and i'd be like oh this is what this means this is what this means watch the 56 legend cars 35 fucking cars he's gonna go blown by everyone he's gonna win the race then he would and i'm like how cool is that and they're like yeah i don't know man i just want to get back to my like xbox 360 i'm like okay all right well that was it folks <laughs> thank you all for coming out happy trails <laughs> Yeah, and then I would just go back the next week and just <laughs> sit by myself. So. <laughs> I'm glad that she had such a good experience that they uh, they just kept coming back. So, uh, no, that was cool. And then, yeah, like I said, I was at Oxford on Saturday, and then we were all at Oxford on Sunday. Um, I actually ended up crashing in my car. I uh, crashed in your car. In not, my car. Not crashed your car. Okay, true. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which has nothing to do with the crash pad. In Yeah, no. Uh, I very, and then you slept in your car. <laughs> legitimately, like, have already made a deal to buy a camper like for over 20 grand grand and i'm like all right i'm gonna go to the casino i'm gonna make some money back i walk into the casino 
All I want to do is play roulette. That's literally all I care about. I made enough money in tips. I'm like, okay, here's three quarters of my tip money or whatever. All of the cash that I had is staying in the car. I'm bringing this much in, and I'm going to play roulette. I walk in there. Never been inside the Oxford Casino ever. I have realized now why I have never been to the Oxford Casino, and everyone says that it's not that much fun. Not a lot going on in there. Kind of sucks. There was one roulette table. And there was 45 fucking people around there. So I'm like, all right, well, this is dumb. So there was like three or four of us that said we were all going to the casino. I couldn't find anyone that was in there with me. There was a couple of people that were in the racing community, whatever. So I'm like, all right, we'll inf- like, I'll just go sit at a slot, see if they show up. I was like, I'll just fire a 20 into a, a dollar slot. I don't give a shit. So I go over and I sit down naturally right next to Mike Rowe. Didn't say anything, just head nod. He head nodded me back. I fire a 20 in there and... The way Wheel of Fortune is, like, you can use one credit, three credits, five credits, seven credits, or max bet. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make this $20 last as long as I can. I was like, but I'm feeling good the first spin. Let's hit a three. Hit three, nothing. Three, nothing. One, nothing. It's a touchscreen. Five, nothing. Seven, spins. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You just paid $7 for a spin. (laughs) Yeah. So then naturally, I'm like, okay, like, that's fucked up. All right, one, 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 one. Keep clicking one, nothing. Three, nothing. Five, nothing. I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, well, I'm not going to cash out. So I'm like, seven, nothing. Awesome. <clears throat> so I'm like, all right, well, I guess I need to fire another dollar in here so that I can spin literally one more time. <laughs> Spun, lost it, walked out of the casino, went back to the racetrack, went over to Dan Collins' camper, sat there with him and Courtney for a while, had a couple beverages. And uh, then he's like, yeah, like, don't worry. Like, you, you can sleep in the uh, one of the, the, uh, bunks or whatever i'm like all right yeah he's like i'm gonna go and watch tv and it was just him and courtney in there and i'm like i don't really want to go bother them i'm gonna go wander around so i was like i'm gonna go find see if anyone else is going like has anything going on so i'd fired a couple text messages out didn't get anything back climbed in my back seat was all content like head hit the pillow and i'm like i'm so happy that i have a twenty thousand dollar camper coming to me and i am sleeping in my back seat right now uh woke up three hours later on every buckle that could possibly buckle in the backseat in the air matches was completely deflated. Tom, the whole team, everyone got to it flat. I was just falling over everywhere. I'm like, this is fucking terrible. And uh, so essentially my day started about five o'clock and uh, I just went all up and down route 26 to Walmart, to Duncan, back to Walmart, to the gas station, to fucking, I was about to go to the casino again. Walmart twice. Yeah. Had yourself a day. Well, so no, it's not as weird when they don't allow you to have any fucking bags anymore so i walked uh, into walmart yeah. and i was like i'll just get whatever fucking had enough shit to carry and i i thought that i was gonna be able to carry like the care not the carriage the fucking handy basket deal i was like i'll just bring this outside and i'll bring it back in well they have like sensors on them now so the minute i took all my shit out and i put it on the other side of like the self-checkout the dude that was working the self-checkout came and took it and like put it somewhere else and i'm like okay well i guess i can't do that so now my hands are fucking completely full walked out Went to the gas station, got gas, got like a water, went back to Walmart. Like I said, it was just a whole thing. And then Rupert's open, so I naturally had to go get a 30 rack of Bushlight Apple. It was just, I had myself quite the day. I went sightseeing in Oxford, Maine. Um, went all of a mile and a half up and down people? each way. <clears throat> yeah. Not much, no, I was there not all week. sights in Oxford. No. Yeah. So it was, uh, no, but had had a great Saturday. I, I had fun on Sunday. Uh, I mean, on, on Saturday night, and uh, that led into Sunday, and uh, ended up being at the crash pad bright and early. Pro All-Star Series. Crash pad, uh, well, the grandstands opened at 11.30, so naturally I got there at about 11. Um, I don't think that we had our first customer until about 1.30, um, but we fucking made up for it after that. Holy shit. Um, a bunch of our friends showed up, obviously. Bob was there. Uh, you were in the skybox, like you said. You came down and got some beers, but uh, it was just Meg Cookson and I slinging some beers, and... Uh, 
they had quite the fucking uh, racing slate that uh, to, to watch. They had Pro All Star Series, American Canadian Tour. That immediately is like okay, that's almost must see. Uh, it is for me must see television. Toss in a good field of pass mods, and you got yourself a program. Yeah, you got pass mods, then they also had a then street they, the yeah. street stock R and R whatever street stock uh, tour tour, and uh, they had the limited late models there as well. I think. Oh yeah, so I lied. The limited late models weren't there on Saturday. Saturday there on Sunday. Sunday. You get it. Um, but yeah, so quite the quite the slate and almost uh, almost too much racing. Well, you you could have you could have probably had limiteds or street stocks. Probably didn't need both because they were both like thirteen car fields. They kind of were the same speed. The races were kind of the same. They kind of looked the same. Kind of wish they just run them together. The the sweet spot I think is three to four divisions. Yeah, Anything. especially when you have two headliners running yes. a 125 and a 150. Um, uh, all the racing was was entertaining. I mean, the people are very upset with Oxford because it has turned into one groove, and I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know why it has happened, but you can't blame anyone or anything. And... I, was, I was. It's interesting you say that because it, like I said, we were up in the uh, the sky boxes there, which I thought that those were like dilapidated and falling apart and total pieces no, of fine. shit. They're actually wicked nice. There's like AC in there. You've got a nice little speaker. I've never been to Oxford and actually been able to hear the announcer before. That was wild. Totally new experience there. And we're sitting with uh, Mike Rowe, who's done a thing or 12 around Oxford. And he's probably one for some decent information about the place. And Dan Walker, uh, Lindsay's father, was there with us too. And he's like, Mike, what what's going on with this? Like you used to be able to rip around the, like, the 12th groove and that would that would be equal. He's like... He's like, I, I, I don't know. I just think all the cars that they're all, they're just so much more equal now. They're just everybody's damn near the same pace, and that was kind of interesting because he's not wrong. No, a lot of those I've been guys. Been saying that for years now, especially the super late model deals. There's fucking fifteen cars that could potentially win that race, or more, yeah. or more on any given pass race, especially at Oxford when they start fucking forty of them every time. So, it, it, I thought that was an interesting point, uh, which. When you have such equal cars with such, I mean, in my opinion, you have some of the best talented race car drivers in the region, potentially the country, uh, in in a very equal race car at a pretty equalizing racetrack, it promotes a lot of uh, woodpeckering, if you will. Uh, fight led to a lot of torn up shit right. in the past race. Fighting for the bottom there. Um when you got 40 cars fighting for one groove on a three-eighths mile racetrack, I think it's that Newton fella said that two things can't be in the same space at the same time. Well, there was like eight cars that tried to be in the same space at one time on lap eight, and they wadded some shit up. Well, I looked up. I don't know what started it. I guess somebody spun Ryan Robbins, but there was just smoke, and I watched Kyle Salemi get spit out of the pack, and he buried it in the front stretch wall pretty hard. fucking and while I'm watching that, I heard what sounded like the bombs of Baghdad being dropped because it made a hellacious noise and there was gravel 30 feet in the air, it looked like. And that was Ben Rowe smoking the light pole after he smoked Max Cookson. That was a hellacious hit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as well as DJ Shaw got a piece of it. Kurt Gary was taken out. Ryan Robbins was taken out. Um, now, mind you, the names that you just said to ben, All cars that could have won the race. Ben Rowe. Won the Oxford 250 three times last year's ACT late model champion, buried the fucking thing. Curtis Gary, who over the last four or five years is always a favorite, damn player. near been unbeatable, has won the Oxford 250. He's very, very good at Oxford. He's a weekly series champion there too, I believe. You had DJ Shaw, the points leader, 
and Max Cooks and the Oxford points later, both out. Yeah, and, and not just out, like fucking fucked. I just I got Max just sent me a Snapchat of his car. It has nothing on it from like the windshield forward. Yeah, so a lot of hard hits for a lot of good race cars there. Uh, things seem to kind of calm down for a second there and, until they didn't. Until they didn't, and uh, well, I think you can just head on over to Facebook and figure out some of the things that happened there. But yeah, not a good day for our pal Rusty. No, uh, he ended up backwards the top of the four turn. Yes. Off the nose of Joey Pastori. Um, hate it because I'm friends with both of them. Um, yeah, it's a tough situation for you. Gotta kind of walk the line here because you don't want to shit on one of your friends, but also your other friend kind of got fucked for no reason. Well, correct. I mean, well, there was, there was one person who started it, one person who got back at the other one to make it even, and then apparently that was thought as, as starting it to where there was a third tertiary contact uh which ended up fucking one person rusty which let the ends justify the means rusty ended up recovering nicely got a lucky dog finished 14th joey got dumped by somebody else later on in the race lost another lap i don't know where he ended up i I can pull up the results but uh rusty actually ended up p15 yeah i knew rusty was i knew rusty was back on the lead lap uh joey wound up uh 19th two laps down rusty was 15th on the lead lap um yeah so, kind of sucks like i said friends of both of them hate it for that that situation happened but i don't really think that rusty deserved to get spun there uh, for the most part the, that seems to be the vast majority opinion even if you think rusty just punted you put him back you guys are both a lap down i think at the time racing for 21st yep it's just I don't know. And, I, I and mind you, shit. Joey's car was already all fucking waffled. Yeah, Joey anyway, was in the middle so. of that big wreck, um, came out of it, but had quite a bit of damage. He had uh, quite a bit of damage, but he did get by Rusty at one point when he they, was, they were... Uh, well, that's what started it. Well, but, so, I mean, there was... Uh, it, I just I don't think that one person really... I mean, Rusty got spun around, obviously. I just think that Joey and Rusty got into each other at least three times apiece, and... I don't know. You can be mad at whoever you want to be mad at, but they both got into each other over and over and the over. The one takeaway so. from that I'm that I'm getting these past races lately, a lot of blatant spinning out or contact, and doesn't seem like we're doing anything about it. A lack now, of respect. I was told that uh, Kyle DeSousa got put to the rear at one point for spinning Gary Drew. I I didn't see that Gary Drew was involved in a couple different skirmishes. And he got put to the back, but you know, you fast forward to I don't know twenty to go. Joey DeWiron, Jeremy Wharf, Corey Bubar all racing for the second spot. Jeremy Wharf had almost cleared Corey on the top. Really, you could tell Corey was he was probably done going forward. He was he was going to maintain or go backwards. And Joey had the car that was a winning car, uh, like he had the last race, and he was working Corey over, working Corey over, gets into him, spins him out. I mean. So say what you want about Joey. He spun Corey Bubar out for second or third place and just got to keep a spot. I don't I don't know. I don't know what passes rules are there. And you flash flashback to Seacong, Johnny Clark just spun Angelo Belcito out for the lead and inevitably the win. Just keep your spot, I guess. Not my call to make, Bob. No, mine neither. Um just you know, mine to, to watch and critique. It just it's just kind of baffling and, and, and it's so much worse now because Oxford has turned into a one groove. That's the only way you can pass is you you just catfish and woodpecker your way on the bottom and if a guy doesn't give you the lane, you get into him and then you end up spun out and backwards and big wrecks and like at one point I don't I didn't see what happened, but I look up in the four turn and there was a big old wreck. 
Gary Drew was involved, um, Scott Robbins, uh, Dennis Spencer, somebody else. And then then you got Gary Drew and Dennis Spencer crashing into each other under yellow after. Um, that was, uh, that was neat to watch. (laughs) Not not a good day for a lot of my friends. No, it it was, uh, entertaining, uh, at least out on the racetrack. But, uh, yeah, Gay Brown absolutely dick stomped the field in the pass race. Marcel Gravel dick stomped the field in the act race. Good for, uh, good for Gabe, um, would be real interesting to see how, if Gabe has a car that good, what he does in traffic. Because I don't know if he, I mean, he started on the pole and led every lap, I think. So had it pretty easy, but it was not for, I mean, Joey was there at the end. Jo- and Joey Dwyer, and I think arguably one of the best uh, drivers certainly currently. The, certainly the odds on favor to win the 250 at this point. And yeah. he has become, or becoming a master at just saving his shit. He's never I feeling I feel like he's never lights out throughout the whole race. He's not the one to lead every single lap, but when it comes down to crunch time, he's usually on the, you know, within the first two rows there to have a chance at it. Yeah, he yeah. started 12th cuz that's the handicap for winning races or he started somewhere around there and never really made his presence known until the final 60 laps. Right. You could kind of see him just picking him off methodically and then and then he spun Corey and everybody else knew he was there then, but yeah. got to second, looked at, you know, he raced Gabe probably too nicely. Um, had it been anybody else, I bet he he probably tries the catfish woodpecker and deal. Instead, he tried to roll the top. Didn't work. He actually almost lost second. Jeremy got underneath him at the line. Um, good run for Jeremy Worf. Sometimes I forget. Uh, Jeremy Worf won the Oxford 250, the first yes, one I ever went to um, yes, in 2006. Had a brand-new race car built over the winter and made it about nine seconds into its life and killed it at um, Loudoun. And... Uh, and I by mean, killed, it, it killed. Oh, my God. Killed. So killed that this was a new one, I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, also a sharp-looking car, too. Simple, white, white clean, just flat black numbers. Big in fan. In the heat races, it just visually looked like the best car there. Like yeah. It just yeah. looked really good. The attitude was good. It showed good speed. And uh, it showed. He ended up finishing third. Um, absolute, like, no offense to Ryan Coon, but when I looked up and saw Ryan Coon was fourth, I'm like, what? Because I don't even know. He didn't start up front. No. No, at and one point in one of our group chats, someone was like, is Ryan Coon actually ninth? And I looked up, and I'm like, I th- probably. And I was with, like, 30 to go, and then all of a sudden he was fourth. Yeah, and was pulling away from the rest of the field. Certainly not quite as good of, as Wharf, Dwyer, and Brown, but a good run for Ryan. And then uh, he was fourth, and Johnny Clark was sixth, Trevor was seventh, Brandon Barker eighth, TJ Brackett ninth, and Corey Bubar rebounded to a top ten. Who finished fifth, Bob? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, there was no fifth place finish. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Uh, bummer. It's like it's like the thirteenth floor on elevators. You yeah, just, it just, just doesn't, doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, other than I mean, get, we well, let's just get right into the podium, pals, because. Uh, this segment, uh, it's got a segment that's going to stay, and uh, now it has a sponsor. Today, uh, the uh, the Podium Pals of the Black Flag Podcast uh, is brought to you by Only Podiums. So it's the Only Podiums Podium Pals presented by Only Podiums. Uh, <laughs> so Jeff Fortier picked it's, up a, a it's st- like It's strong. like Only Fans, but Podiums. Yes. Does, uh, this, does this apply to Only... Them? only um, <clears throat> what am I trying to say here? What? Fans? No. Nope. Podiums. The, the What's the app that we... The, Patreon. Patreon. No, 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 no. But this is this is a mixture of people that have either ran our stickers before or have either been on the show or on Patreon. Fair enough. Um, okay, so Jeff Fortier, he is a Patreon. Had pal. a hell of a run in the <coughs> in the wing champ carts at yeah. Bartlett on Friday. Funny story about that. Yeah, didn't get his practice that he wanted, <laughs> but uh, Dick stomped him in the heat and then ran <laughs> second throughout the race. And, he shouldn't. Uh, he shouldn't practice ever again. Ever. Yeah. 
So uh, I already mentioned Austin Terrace picking up the win at Oxford. Nate Barth, we already mentioned, finished second at Oxford in the, the Mad Bombers. Stephen Kopsick finished uh, second at Stafford in the SKs. Jimmy Blewett won the tour race at Wall. Dave Trudeau Sr. won uh, a mini stock race at Waterford with the big old BFP sticker right across his windshield still. Dangerous and inconvenient, but we fucking love it. Garrett Lamb uh, picked up the pass uh, mod r- race win, which we were uh, we very, hadn't touched on yet. but Very convincingly. Yes. Yeah, the only other thing that uh, was really mentioned or noticeable, I guess, in that was that uh, Ryan Ripley, I believe, like another Baghdad bomb dropped over a uh, sand pile. Just Ooh, yeah, piled it in the fourth bad. turn and then got clobbered by Zach Bowie. Yeah. So uh, tough day for those kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Woodard finished second in the Flying Tigers at White Mountain. Ryan Vanessa Jr. won uh, in a Bandolero at uh, Seekonk. Austin Erickson finished uh, first in the Street Stock at Hudson. Tristan Bodwell won in a six-shooter at Hudson. And Matt Swanson, which we already mentioned, finished first at Wiscasset. Uh, also, Mike Ordway won at Oswego. Mike Ordway had himself a hell of a day at Oswego. Isma Super Modified set a new track record of 1461 around a 5 8 mile. Uh, fastest human in the existence of Oswego Speedway. That's moving. And oh, yeah. went on to pretty easily win the race. And uh, Mike came into my shop last week before he left and was pretty much saying this is all he has left to accomplish is to win a Super Modified race at Oswego. Um, and he did, so I'm really happy for him. Uh, Mike, a former guest, love to get him on again. Definitely, it's eight forty-one right now. If I knew he wasn't asleep, I'd call him and get his get his thoughts. But uh, get his thoughts on the Patriots free off uh, free season. Yeah, uh, what, free, what is Jesus Christ yeah, for agent off season? How Brittany Griner's arrest is affecting the competition <laughs> in the WNBA. Oh, <laughs> uh, we absolutely need I to get still, him back in studio. I still audibly laugh to myself once in a while when like I see that pop up. Because all I hear in my head is when I brought that up on the show and Brad went, that bitch is in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, she is. So, again, that was the uh, the only podium, podium pals, BFP podium pals of the week. Presented uh, Chris, by only Chris Smith finished second in the limited race at Oxford. Yes. Ah, yes. Yesterday as well. I didn't. Uh, I didn't have any notes from yesterday other than I'm just scrolling through the results. Oh, Marcel of the, Gravel was yeah. a, was a, he had stickers. Yeah, I kind of talked over you when you started to say he absolutely dicks. That was a, if we, we have a BFP official dick stomp of the week, it was that. No I mean, they, let's there do was that. no, <laughs> no contest. He looked like he was out there in a pass car racing against a bunch of act cars. I mean, that thing a beautiful fucking attitude. Um, a brand new Port City car. Um, his first career win on the tour, which he races and races successfully at Thunder Road. You know, even the announcer was like. I thought you'd have won one there before here, but he uh, he beat friend of the program Derek Gulchaki and uh, uh, Alexander Tardif. I'm assuming it's not quite said that white American because he's from Notre Dame des Pins, Quebec. <laughs> so that's significantly north of here. Yeah, so I'm sure it's it's spelt Alexander Tardif, but it's probably not said like that. But he was actually really fast too. Um, he they beat DJ Sean Dylan Moltz, uh, your top five there. But yeah, Marcel Gravel just. Yeah, not Get, even. Gets the BFP uh, official dick official stomp of the, the week. official BFP dick stomp of print, the week presented that, by Roman Swipes. Print that T-shirt right now. <laughs> no free ads. Uh, Roman Swipes. Absolutely, just might be a good him. product. Good for Marcel. He's a good kid and, and um, races the the correct way, the polite way. Yeah, he uh, him and Scott Dragon put on a fuck of a show at Thunder Road, and Marcel was on the bottom, gave Scott the top, didn't rough Marcel him up. Marcel had the for race thirty won. laps. Fucking. Yeah. Dominated the race, had had the race won, a late race caution, let uh, Scott Dragon get up beside him and race him, and 
Never even tried to use him up. Never tried to hit him. Never tried to take his lane away and lost the race because of it. But um, it's a breath of fresh air to see when some people want to do it the, the polite way. Yeah. So uh, good on him. And uh, we got some Patreon questions, as always. Uh, David Lugie. 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 It's like bougie with an L. Lugie. Are you guys going to Bristol in the fall? I don't think so. Probably no, not. I don't even know when it is, so that means I'm not going. Oh, that's actually a Star Classic weekend. That is why I'm not going. Oh, uh, that's right. You did that once before. I did that once before. It was, and didn't it was, like it. No, I didn't. <laughs> All my friends were in one spot, that. and I was at a race that I – one of the races I couldn't even get into because of COVID. So, um, yeah, You, you were in the start. parking lot during the Xfinity race. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> you also had a passenger, didn't you? Dave Sykes <laughs> <laughs> asks uh, – why is Ross Chastain such an unapologetic douche nozzle, and does he think people are still buying his dumb watermelon farmer act? <laughs> Which is a terrific question, because I didn't really watch much of the race. I watched a little bit of the ending. Didn't either. Um, all of the highlights that I saw was Ross Chastain wrecking someone else. Like, not the same person over and over again. It, he'd absolutely sw- like spun Martin Truex early. That was the first thing I saw. <clears throat> Which I didn't understand, because it looked like they were all junk. And then next thing I know, I, I tune back in with like 35 to go, and Ross Chastain is second and Truex is fifth. I'm like, how does this make any fucking sense? It, it's tough because <laughs> I obviously very partial to a number one. I love the number one. That's just that's been my thing for a while here. So seeing that in the Cup Series be the guy that everybody fucking hates, that's a tough look for the kid. It, see, I I was the, I was one of the early ones on Ross Chastain is just a dirty aggressive i just i had rush i saying from the beginning i never liked him i said that he was overrated he said he sucked i'm just glad that one of the points is right because he does not suck but he is an absolute fucking weapon he doesn't he doesn't suck by any means he's obviously very talented has a raw ability but if he could just fucking calm the fuck down sometimes i think that he would be so much better off yeah, he's kind of going through like a an alternate version of our pal Noah, you know, kind of what they yeah. said about him, like fast as fuck, as good as anybody, but just stop smashing into shit. Yeah. And it showed, you know, Noah's maturity has shown this year and and Ross is he's fast and he's doing a good job, but I mean, if Denny Hamlin doesn't junk him at some point of the playoffs, I'm going to call Denny Hamlin as big of a fucking fraud as Martin Truex cuz Denny's obviously upset. And he owes Ross a couple now. What did he do and to Dennis? Well, let oh he 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 did the exact same thing. Even worse than wrecking Truex. Just I mean, drove into the corner, just drove into the back, and spun him out. And that's the second time he's done it. He shipped him somewhere else too. I remember seeing that highlight uh, actually at some point today. I don't remember exactly what track it was, but it's the second time that he's absolutely junked Denny. And um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck like it. I'm starting to think that when he got out of the car and he's like, man, I just, I keep doing this and I don't, I thought that, that was just like a bullshit like joke. I think that he actually just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing when he puts a helmet on. Um, obviously he's won. He won his first race was yeah, fucking he fluke. His second he... race was a fluke. Um, but you know, I just, he didn't pull that act this time though. He didn't get out. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Oh, I'm so dumb. I don't, I think he just kind of, he actually had said something along the lines of, oh, this time was different. I don't know what that means. I didn't watch any of the race other than I I watched the finish on your phone. It was Ross Chastain versus the field. Yeah. uh, Like I said, I think Denny Hamlin is a guy that is going to put up, um, 
you know, if he's going to say something, he's going to, you know, he'll write the check that his mouth, or his, he'll cash the check that his mouth oh, yeah, writes. Let's, let's, uh, let's, unlike Martin Truex, oh, he might have started, to, he ain't going to win the war. And then yeah. Joey Logano drove by him like he was standing still, yeah. won the championship, uh, which was great. So we'll go to this question then. Woody Pickett asked, what racetrack will Denny Nobles Hamlin get Ross Chastain back at, if at all? Whatever um, the next short track is, I don't, probably. Thoughts are with Woody. Woody lost his father over yes. the weekend. So yeah. we were thinking of you, Woody. Um, but Certainly not what we there. wanted to see. No, uh, but I don't know. It's it. I feel like Denny is a smart enough race car driver where he's not going to go into the chase playoffs, Super Bowl, whatever, with the mindset of I got to get Ross Chastain. But there's going to be an opportunity where the ones in front of him on a restart, or he gets crossed up, or Denny needs to take a lane away, and it. So it's going to be, it's not premeditated, but it's yeah. going to just it's got to be situational. You it, know? It's. I feel like typically the the best way to because at their level it's it's obviously there's so much more to consider. If you're going to these big mile and a half, two mile racetracks, whatever, you're going way too fast to intentionally fucking wreck somebody. That's how people get fucked up. Um, typically, where you see it is a Martinsville or you know a short track of some sort where the speeds aren't super high and you get a you know a Matt Kenseth Joey Logano situation. I think that you're going to see it this weekend at Loudon, and if you don't see it this weekend, you'll never see it again, and it'll be the same thing Martin Truex did because Denny's obviously this is one of Denny's best racetracks. Ross has been the fastest car in the field. I think that this is the week that uh, they're going to be pretty even on the, the racetrack, and they're going to be uh, right around each other. So if he doesn't get him back this week, he's never going to. Uh, Scott Fowler said, "What game do you like better, Test Drive Eve or uh, Test Drive Eve of Destruction or NASCAR Dirt to Daytona?" Oh my oh. god, those are the two greatest video games in the history of video games. I don't. You can't make me choose. No, I. They they both are awesome for their own set of reasons. I'm not. I'm not picking one. I still have both. I have a PS2 yeah, and those two games. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have left from my PS2 days is those two games. I, I'm I'm on Bob's. I, I refuse. To I would pay that. like if you told me. So say the PlayStation Six is the next one to come out. Yeah. In the line of PlayStations, that it was going to cost you me a thousand dollars, but you can play PS2 games on it. I'd have one. Yeah, mm. Oh my god. Because yeah. my PS2, like you turn it on and it like. It makes some noises that makes me think my house might burn down. <laughs> um, sometimes it freezes. The controller wires are like they're frayed and they they make sparks sometimes. Um, cool. There's just some like grinding noises. <laughs> the fucking PlayStation Two is like 21 years old at this point. So somewhere in this house, I think it's over there somewhere. I've actually got an original PlayStation. I have a PS2, a PS3, and a PS4. And I think it'd be cool at some point to be like a wicked nerd and have them like. I know for a fact I've played both these games. I don't know which one I would like better, though. Test Drive Eva Destruction literally has a like an unlockable feat where you press L2 to fire a chicken at the guy in front of you, and it blows him up and flips him over. (laughs) See, the the Eva Destruction one is... like, Like Bobby said, though, they're cool for their own reasons. Like, the Eva Destruction one was the one where, like, you and your buddies would sit on the couch, and you played that for fucking hours, hours just, and hours it's the figure eight jump race and laughing, you just launch your buddy into the grandstand laughing your balls off the whole time dirt to daytona was the first game that i can like kind of recollect where fist fighting my friend over a modified race well, well <laughs> that but it was also the first game where it was like you're kind of your own like person and like you progress up through the ranks the, the career mode and, in both games are awesome yeah for dirt to daytona you start with a street stunk and you got to earn enough money and win enough races to get a sponsor to get you to the truck series yeah. 
And then maybe I might have had the difficulty setting a little too low because I was driving these absolute shit boxes and winning truck races. So I progressed my way to the top pretty quickly. But um, and then with day, uh, I almost called day destruction, even destruction. <laughs> you literally are in a trailer with a shit box car that is worth like forty dollars, and you could drive to the event yes. and you had to win money. And then you'd end up back at your house, and you could drive around town. You could practice your car at the local gravel pit, or you could go to the local junkyard and trade in your car for a little bit better of a car. Yeah. <laughs> See, it, that was another reason why that one was so cool, too, because, like, you have – and, like, I sound like I'm 100, but, like, kids now, they have, they have Grand Theft Auto. They have all these, like, considered open-world games. And that was one of the first ones where that was a thing. You're like, like oh my open, god, what do you like? I don't have a menu screen. What the fuck is this? Yeah, there's no open maps in any racing. Like this yeah. one, you you had like um, three different like roads, and that's like you chose your event based off what road you went down. Um, it was pretty cool. Dude, so, dude, that was back when life was much. Hell simpler. of a question. Yeah, that's. Well, Woody Pickett asked actually three questions. This is the second of his questions. Uh, yeah. Fuck, Mary kill, Dick Trickle, Harry Gant, and Tim Richmond. Ooh. Well, I'm not fucking Tim Richmond. He had AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 175. <laughs> God damn. Probably shouldn't make that. The yeah, that's title. not actually. Yeah, probably wouldn't do that. I'm just glad I got. I don't have to go back and censor out the names. What did we say? Tim Richmond, Harry Gant, and Dick Trickle. Yeah, racing does make my dick trickle. Uh, I want that T-shirt. Think uh, that I'm gonna have to. Somewhere. I'm gonna have to marry Tim Richmond. Oh man, that's tough. I'm gonna have to fuck Dick Trickle and kill Harry Gant, which sucks because it's handsome Harry. You know, yeah, I feel like I should Harry, marry I'm him. Gonna, but I'm gonna marry Harry AIDS. Gant. He was, uh, you know, he won, won a lot of races and he was handsome Harry. I guess I gotta fuck Dick Trickle because I'm not fucking Tim Richmond. I just said your Dickle Trickle if you fucking t- fuck, fuck Tim, Tim Richmond. Richmond. <laughs> that should be the show title. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tim Richmond's already dead, so I'm sorry, bud. Yeah. Uh, so, well, so, so is Dick, Dick Trickle. Trickle. Oh, that's <laughs> true. He did. He did take his own life. That's very sad. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Rest in peace, Dick. <laughs> um, shouldn't laugh at that. Jesus Christ. No, you're crying. Uh, <laughs> Death is funny. Remember? Uh, that oh my God! It has to be, or else it's just so sad. Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> very, 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 very true. Uh, BFP three sixteen. Probably, I'd probably marry Dick. Fuck. I can't fuck Tim Richmond. You, I just can't. I just not can't. HIV, but full blown AIDS. Uh, yeah, kill Tim Richmond and, and fuck. That's so tough. Hair again That's so tough. Yeah. What a tough question. Yeah, that is a tough question. Uh, Matt Sean asked, uh, "What do you think your younger selves would think of you today?" Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most nervous laughter I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Especially when I looked over and he was like looking away, like. <laughs> Looking away out into the distance, like scratching his head. It's it's weird because like when I was younger, and this uh, we're gonna get kind of personal here. I used to be like, like my dad was like my superhero. Like he was, and and Bobby can attest. He was a big dude. Like he, he was w- not small. He was not a small human being. No. But in addition to like him being my superhero, he, I was also fucking petrified of my dad. So with that, I never wanted to disappoint my dad. Mm. So when you're trying not to disappoint the Chuck Sanborn Jr., you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't do the, 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 the left-handed cigarettes, you don't do any of those <laughs> things. And then I went to college, and somebody was like, you know what, everything's rained out, 
and let's do day drinking. This is Brant Young, mind you. Uh, <laughs> he's like, let's do day drinking. This is a kid that grew up in Ohio, which that that's what Ohio 13-year-olds do. So he taught me how to be an Ohio 13-year-old when I was finally like 17 or 18. And then from there, shit hit the fan wicked. And then I met <laughs> you. And then we're like, let's do a podcast. And then w- before I know it, we're in anywhere we've been it's doing things that we do i may or may not remember and then then you see stuff and you're like oh my god and then you look back and i've seen pictures of you but i was a cute kid and what's that supposed (laughs) to mean i mean i look like i was from brad's cute now i look like i was from an absolute (laughs) another dimension i can tell you that aliens do exist (laughs) no i'm just kidding but uh no I, i look back on that little kid who uh very, very straight-laced, very... Uh, well, yeah, he had to be. Had to be. Uh, <laughs> mind you, my father was also Marine, too. Yeah. Um, had to bounce a quarter off my bed. Uh, and uh, now I'm this, wearing a, a T-shirt with a five, and a middle finger is a one, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> just trophies everywhere and beer logos. and e- Yeah, so, stuff, so. so kind of along the same lines of what you said... I wasn't necessarily scared of my grandfather, but my grandfather was like more or less my, my like father figure growing up, I guess. My dad was always there, but he was just always working. So a lot of my time spent was with my grandfather. So I never wanted to disappoint my grandfather. Well, I very clearly remember going on a hunting trip with my grandfather. I was like eight. We stopped at a local store up in like Eustis or some shit. And my grandfather's buddy, Bill, who actually small world lived on Maple Ave, which is the road we're on right now. Um, went into the gas station, came out with Coors Light. And I remember being like, Hell yeah. I was like, you got like a six pack of Coors Light. It was no joke, like 830. And I'm like, what'd you get? And he's just like, oh, I just got beer. And I'm like, no Sour Patch Kids? I was like, you're getting beer? He's like, I was like, I, I just want a chalk of milk. He's just like, He's like, oh, I'll go get you a chalk of milk. I think he went in, like, came back out with more beer or something. It was great. Um, so, like, I, he just couldn't make two trips. Came back. Fucking, like, Walmart, no goddamn bags. So, yeah, he came back, right? Nice guy. But so my grandfather never, ever once in his life touched alcohol. My dad would get absolutely obliterated if he had two Bushlight apples. My mom, I've never seen drink an ounce, a drop of alcohol in her entire life. My grandfather used to tell me that his dad was a drunk and so that he, he never wanted to drink. So, like you hear, it skips a generation. I'm not a drunk per se, but I do like to drink. Uh, have a have a nice cocktail from time to time. So, I, as a kid, I never kind of thought that I would be in this position. Let's just say that um, I would be very proud of going from sitting in the grandstands alone to now sitting in the grandstands alone, but everyone knows who I am. You know, that's cool because back then, no one knew who the fuck I was. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I think that, uh, I don't know that I would be ser- proud because I always wanted to make my grandfather proud and I don't know that he would be proud, but you know, alcohol's fun. It's fun to have fun. Dr. Seuss said that and that's what this podcast is about. Well, go- going off of like the alcohol thing, it's funny that cause like my father, the, the entire time that he was alive, less than uh, maybe five times in my entire life did I see him drink anything at all mind you towards the end made that might have been effective because blood thinners but uh, i i just never so like it was never really around like it was never something that i was gravitated towards or anything like that and it's funny because bobby also i don't know that i've ever seen your father even touch it my dad's been sober since 96 now that being said apparently back in the day our two fathers were professionals 
my dad stopped doing it because, yeah. <clears throat> in his words, I would drink all of it and then go get more. Right. So I said he was never any good at it. I said, sounds like you were really good at it. (laughs) Yeah. And and my dad, same way, just a a professional at one time, you know, he, uh, he, he hung the can up and, uh, just, you know, didn't, didn't want me to see it, I guess. And I remember actually when I was really little, like super little and white mountain had this like truck division, they still might have kids trucks. And you, you had, you only had to be like 12 or 13 and we were building an S 10. And the plan was we're going to White Mountain. That's what we're going to do. And we're doing it out of the shop uh, on the other side of town here in Scarborough. And I remember <laughs> asking my dad, like, as I'm in the middle spray painting this piece of shit, and I was like, how come I you don't drink? <laughs> and he looks me square in the eyes. And again, I'm like 12, 13. He looks me square in the eyes. He's like, he points the other side of the shop. And there's like three fall down fucking drunks just like doing old man garage things but just like literally like falling over themselves he's like you know i don't do that look over there that's why <laughs> i was like you know that's a hell of a point respect that yeah um i've always wanted to race super modifieds my whole life because that's all i ever grew up entrenched in uh, my grandfather and dad raced them for as long as i ever knew what racing was so i think little kid me would be like hell yeah and then also, I was the little kid at 9, 10 years old who had his own little set of flags and would flag the races from the front row of the grandstands. In fact, one night, I was probably like 10 or 11, like I said, Dad brings me up to Groveton uh, for a pass race with Scott, and I got in the pits. Then I had my little set of flags, and I'm sitting in the pit grandstands, and looking across the racetrack, I could see the flagman, but it was tough. It was a little dark. And I actually had two spotters come down to me and say, hey, bud, are you being, like, super accurate with your flagging or are you playing pretend? I'm like, no, I'm doing what the flagman's doing. They're like, cool. We can't see the flagman, so we're going to rely on you. If you throw the yellow, <laughs> we're calling a yellow. So I'm like, oh, I'm actually a flagman now. <laughs> So I think 11 year old me now that I am a flagman at the go-kart races and have flagged at Beechridge um, would, so I think, I think little kid me would think I'm pretty cool. The drinking thing. I don't, I don't know. My, my mom drinks, um, but she didn't when we were younger. Obviously, like I said earlier, my dad didn't, my sister, she was uh, pretty good at sneaking it. Um, (laughs) So maybe I got a little influence there, but (laughs) certainly it it seems like for the three of us that the racetrack community is to blame. My my favorite uh, story (laughs) about your sister is that when uh, they all took her out for a 21st birthday party and everybody's just firing drinks at her and she's fine. And they came to the realization, (laughs) they're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. That Um, was no surprise when I turned 21, everybody knew. But uh, yeah, if if you take the drinking out of it, uh, little kid me always just wanted to race cars. Like Bobby said, it's just a, that's what you wanted to do, and looking back on it, the fact that I, you know, currently own two race cars and have a trailer and uh, means to go and do the things that we love to do, and you know, had the opportunity to run a super late model and have the pictures and some videos and stuff to prove it, and have the ability to hopefully put that back together at some point. And like Bobby said, I was, you know, Bobby and I have a lot of similarities. I feel, but you know, little it's the same thing with the flags and all that stuff little kid me would have thought i was way cooler though if i got to drive bigfoot or gravedigger oh i still love monster trucks <laughs> like i'm a fucking child should have talked to fucking chase cabri apparently he's doing that that's we, sick we ought yeah. to do the uh do they still do the gillette deal when those fucking things come i don't to know town? but i'll be there yeah, at 7 a.m tailgating it's a saturday night so i assume i'm racing i'll be fucking putting myself through a table 
But that's the thing. Like, Tronk I, we, mafia. you guys made fun of me Tronk in a previous show. <laughs> you guys made fun of me in a previous show when I said we should go to Gillette. And Brad's like, oh, you'll be there with your fucking gravedigger foam finger with all the kids. <laughs> Bob's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have like, like Adam eight, Sandler. They have like 8,000 horsepower and they launch those things into Dude, the No, I would sky. love to go, Bob. I was just kidding. I was just, it's the same thing as if someone's like, you want to go see <laughs> WWE? I'd be like, fucking loser. If, Let's if, go. If, yeah. we're to, if we're talking. Matt McAfee going to be there? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If we're talking monster trucks here, Bradley can attest this because he's monster trunks. physically fucking seen it. When, if anybody goes to Walmart or Target or whatever and you go to like the, the toy section, as I still do because I'm a child. And you see the Hot Wheels makes, I, I think they're one sixty fourth scale monster trucks. Monster trucks. And I, when I was very little, and we were living in a shitty apartment where the biggest part of the entire apartment was the hallway, d- Dad bought me one of those things, and they only came out with four of them. And the original four was Grave Digger, as we all know and love today, the black and green deal. The original Gravedigger, which was like a weird gray and like bluish purple with yellow lettering on it. And gold wheels. Team Mence, which was before Maximum Destruction. He was and... in like this weird like in-between phase where he was originally was Goldberg and then that like a partnership must have ended. So he was Team Mence for like two years right. before becoming up with Maximum Destruction. And then uh, it was like Blue Thunder, I think. Yep. And that was like the original four. So that was my, like, they were like the Ford factory team because Bigfoot and like the USHRA got into a pissing contest. So like Bigfoot couldn't race. Right. But Ford needed a factory team. So Blue Thunder, I know way too much about monster so, trucks. So <laughs> that happened. And he got me the four of them. Mind you, those things are kind of fucking expensive. They're like $8 a piece, eight, nine bucks a piece now. We're inflation, they're probably 30. But um, he, he's like thinking that they're only going to come out with like 10, right? He's like, Whatever ones come out, I'll always buy you the new one. Next thing you know, you got Spider-Man, Wolverine, Bulldozer, if, El Toro Loco, if, Sting. I had every single fucking one, if, too. If you look in that fucking <laughs> Let's room go play with behind, them right now. Bob, there are hundreds. Oh, yeah. And when I say hundreds, I mean like probably 600 of those fucking things over there. Why my, my mom didn't disown me, I remember this very clearly. It was a very devastating incident as a child. My dad had some sandblasting done outside of the shop. And when they were all done, obviously, there's a bunch of black sand on the ground. And I was like, oh, that's going to make a sick monster truck track. And I had all of them out there. And then I just apparently forgot about them. And they all got ran over and plowed in the winter. And, like, I found them in the spring, like, where the snowbanks were all busted up and wrecked. (laughs) I was so sad. But I couldn't have been that sad. I literally left them there for, like, six months. So, how? I I mean, it was my own fault, but. It was wild, though, because, like, even to the very end, my father never once broke a promise to me, ever. To the point where I was in my, like, 20s, and he's still buying these fucking monster (laughs) trucks. And they're, like, some of them are fucking brand new in the package, still. And I I was finally like that. Like, you... It's okay. Like, it's fine. I, <laughs> I don't promise. need to have 400 yeah. monster trucks. I, like I used to, I remember one time we had a printer too in the, like the living room and like, it was a big deal that we had a printer. Don't know why, but it was a big deal that we had it. And I took it upon myself to completely fucking drain like two cartridges. <laughs> Cause I went full, just full. Don't ever go full, but I went full and full, really stupid, really stupid. And I printed off every Google image that I think it was actually probably like fucking Yahoo or something. Dogpile. Or uh, <laughs> Bing. <laughs> of any like image of monster trucks that I could. <laughs> and I would print them off, cut them out precisely to what was printed off. Couldn't have any white around it. 
like OCD wicked. And I would tape them to like foam boards. And I had these phone. I, w- I was kind of a fucking weirdo when I was younger. Still oh, am. But, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you never outgrew it. And I still, like, I've, I like, cleaning my father's house out after he passed away. I'm, I'm finding this shit. And this is where I realized my father was a fucking hoarder because he still <laughs> had all the foam boards of, like, monster trucks that I printed off, like, stuffed in the basement somewhere. That was way too much obligatory monster truck hey, talk. Hey, don't don't get us involved in that. Uh, Woody Pickett's third question is if you What's were. What's your favorite m- monster truck? <laughs> If you were a millionaire slash billionaire and you could form a NASCAR Cup team, who would you pick to be your up and coming driver? Ryan Priest. I feel like we've done this like before in previous shows. Woody, you should know that. We did a didn't we do like around the NFL draft around COVID time? We drafted our own like startup oh, team. Yeah. Didn't we? I don't know who the fuck I would I would pick actually. Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have a three card team: the one, the twenty three, the fifty five. I'm putting Woody Pickcat, Ryan Priest, and fucking Doug Kobe in Cup cars. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. I'm putting um, Brad. <laughs> I'm putting uh, Mike Jr. in the 69. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, the 69 skip, will be a rental ride. Skip Flores and uh, um, <laughs> the corpse of the black bear <laughs> from last Friday. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, sorry, Woody. I'm not, we're not really taking your question seriously. <laughs> I would probably just take, uh, yeah, Put Zane Smith in the 69 or something like that. I feel like he's going to be the next guy that makes the jump to... Uh, well, I think he's going to... I don't know that it, he'll... I guess he did some Xfinity Series racing. So I was going to say he's going to completely bypass Xfinity, but uh, there's always rumors that he's going to go to a cup team, and uh, I feel like that'd be a pretty smart idea because I don't know that Ford has anyone else. So um, I'll put Zane Smith and Mike Jr. in two cars. Uh, and then the corpse of the groundhog in your third. Yep. Corey Roussel asked, what NASCAR driver would you like to see attempt the Oxford 250 one day? Kyle Larson. Yeah. I would... uh, Or like Reddick or something like that. I would go uh, actually Joey Logano because I think a lot of people in Connecticut sleep on this, the 250 and uh, Super Late Models and stuff like that in general. So I think you'd get a a ton of New England guys to come up, just fans that... uh, like Joey Logano, I think that that'd be that'd be cool. He's a name. Um, I would love. He's just one of those guys I'd love to hate. You know, Ryan like Blaney would be cool. He's raced past before. He actually raced at Beechridge once. Didn't go well for him. He, he was, was like also fourteen, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he was just a little young buck. But it'd be cool to see him out there. Um, I don't know if you could ever pull it off, but Chase Elliott obviously would pack the fucking place. Yeah. If, uh, but I don't know as if the Elliots are ever welcome to race on the Pro All Star Series ever again. Um, a lot of controversy over the years growing up with Chase and Bill. I believe it was along the lines of I'm Bill Elliott and Tom Maybear said, I don't give a fuck who you are. You're disqualified. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, weird. Uh, Rob Alley Jr. said, how loud could a Loudon get if a Loudon could get loud? And uh, I would just like to say I bet all it gets of hot. it. Uh, it's going to be. It gets anywhere as loud as it does hot. And it's fucking pretty loud. It's going to be fucking. Should we name it to Hotton? Loud. It's going to be loud. Oh, how Saturday. much loud could loud and loud if loud and could loud loud? Loud. On Saturday, um, loud. Be there, BFP banger. John Ward asked, "Fuck Mary Kill, Oxford Plain Speedway, Wiscasset Star." We've done this before too on an early episode. I Have remember, we? I remember. Yeah, yeah, I described Star as like the slutty girl that's kind of hot and fucks good. <laughs> <laughs> remember it very clearly. We were in the garage of uh, Bernadette Street. <laughs> that show probably scrubbed from the ether. <laughs> probably. Wait, so it was these three tracks specifically? I don't. Think so? I think it was. What's what the bring back? What's like the comeback of Fuck Mary Kill? I think Woody brought it back yeah. last week. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was like Beechridge Star. 
was Kaz. I don't remember. That that would make sense, I guess. It was very similar. I, and I just I just really remembered saying fuck star because it's like a trashy hot, but not really what you want to bring home to your family. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what, the, what was the question? Yeah, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> fuck Mary, kill Oxford Plain Speedway was Cassett and Star. Mary was Cassett. Fuck Star, kill Oxford. I would. I don't, I don't know. Ooh, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably marry Star, fuck Oxford, and kill Wiscasset. Actually, I'm gonna marry I gotta Oxford. swap. I gotta, I'm gonna marry Oxford. I gotta swap my Star and Wiscasset because I kind of do that. I race at Star every week. That's being married. I love going to Wiscasset once a year. That's fucking him. So, marry Star, fuck Wiscasset, and kill Oxford. Nothing against Oxford. It's just not fun to drive on. I enjoyed being there. I had a great time as a spectator yesterday. I, uh, I, no, I, I, that's why I'm gonna. I don't even know what I just said. I said either fuck or marry Oxford. I. uh... I said I was gonna fuck Oxford. Actually, yeah, I like I do the two fifty uh, each year. That's that's gonna be my one one time a year that I'm gonna fuck Oxford. Uh, I obviously fucked Oxford yesterday, but um, no, I like Oxford usually, especially when the outside works. Obviously, that doesn't happen often, but like for a couple laps, it, it was there in heat races and stuff like that. Watching Brandon Barker absolutely fucking rip in the third groove for uh, for a while until it it didn't work. But um, no. I, I like Oxford. Uh, nothing against Wiscasset. Just uh, now, currently work at at uh, Oxford and um, Star is. Uh, I don't know. I like I like Star. Star is different. I know? would. Uh, I'd probably marry Oxford. Uh, it's become very homey to me lately. Uh, fuck Wiscasset because you know we're gonna go there. And, you know, periodically do sex with it or whatever pertains to this question, and kill Star only because I only go there like. A couple times a year. Nothing against Star. I love Star. Cool little place. I like racing on it. Uh, I just don't go there often enough to um, put it in the other two categories. That's aside from the racing part. That's why I'm killing Wiscasset because I don't I don't go there as often as the other ones. Yep. But yeah, so that was uh, that was the Patreon questions. Thank you all for uh, asking those. I guess and uh, thank you all for being subscribed. Obviously, uh, I think that the next episode of Sad Boy Summer is going to drop tomorrow night. So. Uh, Blanche and I will be on that. Uh, if it doesn't drop tomorrow night, it'll be before uh, before I leave for Latin on Thursday. So it'll be in the next couple days. Excited for that. Love talking to Blanche. Blanche is uh saw a post today that said uh, he's a 10, which I'm not calling myself a 10, but he's a 10, but he flirts with the homies better than you. <laughs> and that could not be more you. Th- you call me a 10. You are, you are a 10. <laughs> but you flirt with me better than you flirt with women. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's why yeah, I have a show called point. Sad Boy Summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so. Speaking of Aladdin, last week's BFP pick results. I got a win with Daniel Suarez, uh, Mi Amigo, surviving to finish in the, the sixth position. I had jokingly said I was going to pick Corey LaJoy last week, and that motherfucker almost won the race. Uh, gave it a great attempt. Not even really blaming Chase. Chase just threw a block, and Corey hit him, and it didn't work out. You know, bummer out, obviously. I'd rather see Corey LaJoy win 100 out of 10 times over Chase, but uh, I watched the last lap and a half on Brad's phone. No, that was about that from Atlanta. Brad was second again. He has gone the entire season so far without finishing third. Uh, He had Bubba Wallace, and Charlie had Christopher Bell, who seemed to have a roller coaster of a day, and he came home in 19th. So Cool. Charlie will get the first overall pick for Laden this week. The uh, New Hampshire something or other 301. And better vaccinated, I believe. Just uh, <clears throat> fucking give me Almarola. Yeah, last, last year's, year's winner. winner. He's going to be awful, and I know that. Probably. But that's okay. Uh, Bradley, who would you like to pick for Laden? Well, Bob, I'd like to pick last year's winner, Christopher Bell, before they shorten the race. 
and he, he wasn't able to win. He was for sure going to win the race. You are right, and I am going to pick Slowy Slogano because he's been good on flat tracks this year, I think. Perfect. Uh, so speaking of NASCARing, uh, we do have the latest Puskas Pooper review from Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is from Chris Puskas himself. He is the engine tuner for the number two cup car brought to the racetrack by Roger Penske. Well, he probably doesn't bring it, but he pays for it. Um, this is, like I said, the engine tuner for the two, but also the brother-in-law of my former college roommate, Scott Dennon. Here it goes. Puskas Pooper Review. Atlanta. Oh, no. 2.7 out of 10. We go from high score to low score. That is tough. 2.7 out of 10. Rusty stall walls that make you want to get a tetanus shot after dropping a turd (laughs) in this landfill. Mm -hmm. Two-ply toilet paper that falls apart as you pull it and stall walls that are higher than a porta john Pretty rough to say the least. Maybe instead of fixing the racing surface, they could work on fixing the real reason people come here, the shitters. <laughs> Going to have nightmares about this one. P.S. The piss trough adds a nice nostalgic touch to this bathroom, but that's all. Tough. Tough break for Atlanta. I hate huh? it for the guys back at the shop. You've Atlanted. I have. Did, did you Did you poop? I don't know. That, I don't think that I pooped, but I definitely remember peeing, and I remember it being a not great vicinity. Ah, then tough break. So. Uh, hate, yeah. it, hate it for the guys. Weird, back weird move with the like moving the walls and shit and mm. stuff. They're gonna kill someone one day, and it's not gonna be good. now. Now apparently it's mini Daytona, and no. I I don't know what way is up. Bubba Wallace the in the first race hit so fucking hard that I was pretty sure he was not okay, and he was. But uh, actually, I think it was Bubba Wallace. No, was it? It was Bubba definitely hit, but I think Wubba Wallace. I'm, I'm getting my two races. I am getting my races mixed up. So yeah, Bubba Wallace did hit Atlanta. I thought David Reagan smoked the wall there. That was a Daytona. When David Reagan hit the wall at Daytona, I also thought that he was not okay. They were both okay. Luckily, uh, thank God for safety equipment. But I don't think it's going to end well. Uh, one of these times at Atlanta, someone's going to get hurt. That's all I'm going to say. But this weekend, uh, I am fucking pumped. Got ourselves quite a weekend uh, coming up. Like we touched on earlier, I'll just get it out of the way because it's Wednesday before the weekend. Richmond Speedway, LST Motorsports Park, $5,041 to win for the senior champs. A full slate of go-kart racing. I'll be on the flag stand. Um, looking forward to that. This race was presented by Derek Nealon Racing. Should be a good show. Um they're expecting 25 to 30 senior champs to uh, try to qualify. So I don't know why you wouldn't. I've never heard of a $5,000 to win go-kart race, typically not even $500. Uh, biggest well, one I remember, cash is there were 1000 bucks, yeah. but yeah. Uh, typically, it's not even 500 let alone 5000 And apparently, there's like sixteen grand total purse money or something wild like that for the why entire Why did we field. not put together a go-kart? That's a good question, Bob. Um, yeah, so that'll be Wednesday, Thursday. Are you done with your whatever you're going to yeah, say? Yeah, I'm not going to Saco on Thursday, but that pretty much just wraps up uh, my Wednesday. And catch me at uh, LST. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, I'm going to try and make it over to Saco Pathfinders. Uh, haven't been there. I raced there once, batting 1,000. Uh, never going to race there again. Uh, Friday, $10,000 to win. Super late model race at Lee USA Speedway. Will all three of us be there? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'll be doing tars on the Derek Nealon race at number 90. Tars. Cole. Change what wins are tars. And then Laden and Laden. I will, uh, unfortunately, I regret to inform you, friends, listeners, Bob. you two already know, I will not be at Loudon this weekend. <gasps> I, uh... Was given the weekend off from Star. It was going to be tough for me to do it anyway. Racing at Star, I'd be rolling in real late, and my girlfriend has to work a double on Sunday, which means she has to be at the restaurant at nine. So it's just not in the cards for me, unfortunately, friends. 
I hate to let you down and miss the second annual BFP banger, but not mad, just pissed. I'm uh, gonna spend the Saturday and Sunday probably getting my big block super wrapped up or or getting a good chunk of stuff done on that. I've How's kinda, that coming? Kind of neglected the poor girl, and I do still want to race it at the Star Classic this year, and uh, that's a month and a half away. So I got to get my thumb out of my butthole and finish that car. Well, <laughs> uh, what's left on it? Um, just final assembly, the, the, the dink shit, you know, wiring gauges and running fuel lines and making sure it runs that stuff that you think, oh, it won't take long. That usually takes forever. So, um, catch me uh, sweltering is it, is in a gonna, garage. Is it going to be very Bobby Timmons esque looking? It's going to be raw aluminum with green 13. It's actually, believe it or not, it's all lettered. Really? Because I already, I'm taking, I built two wings and I've ran both of those wings on my small block car. So I have a wing that has half a season on it that's all lettered number 13, all my sponsors that I just got to bolt on the car, and that's all the lettering. I didn't realize they were <laughs> the same same wingy yep. measurement. Yep. There's actually quite a few parts between the two cars that are interchangeable, which is neat. Interesting. Basically, everything from the driver's compartment back, all the rear geometry, rear suspension geometry is all the same, all the same distances, parts, everything. The wings are the same. Um, the front end's kind of different, like I, the way we put the suspension in, but... It's got the same shocks, same springs. So just uh, one has 900 horsepower and one is 400. Cool. Yeah, so I'll be uh, Thursday. Um, going to be wheels up to Loudon. Going to be there Thursday uh, Thursday night at some point, Thursday afternoon, something like that. And then uh, going to be there basically all the way until uh, Sunday night, maybe Monday morning. Um, but definitely going to be making the stop at Lee. Going to be heading over there Friday, spending the, uh, the afternoon and evening over at the uh, – beer garden most likely wandering around the pits but then the beer garden and uh yeah excited so uh what, what lee's got on tap they got obviously the grand state pro stock series keen parts 150 with tyler reddick they also have the nhstra modifieds whitcomb 5 truly hard seltzer 125 and uh they also have the northeast sand and gravel street stocks the black flag podcast runners o'reilly auto parts six shooters mlm diagnostic services pure stocks and uh yeah so gates open at four i believe green flag is at six so uh our race starts at seven i lied right to your face so be there or be square we'll be in the beer garden if you're a patreon pal we'll buy you a beer one looking forward beer. to that race should be a good show Ten, ten thousand bones on the line good thing you had all the information there you sounded real real knowledgeable thank you yeah i it was it's almost like it was written down and you read it. Well, I just, you know, I just like to thank the guys back at the shop. Yeah. Brought me a good piece. And so uh, before we, before we, oh, I got problem? just a couple more things real quick. Um, I have a weapon of the week and an anti-weapon of the week. What would be the anti-weapon of the week? So his, his name is Tyler and he and his pal came to the crash pad at Oxford yesterday and they bought $96 worth of Bud Light in one fell swoop. And Brad, Gas station probably would have been cheaper. Brad served it to them on a cardboard platter that he taped back together using BFP stickers. Uh, they basically said, how many beers can we get with this $100 bill? And, uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. It was pretty excellent. And they, uh, I believe that they made it all the way. They were going to the tower, I guess, and they made it all the way over there, and I believe they... They didn't spill any because they came back over and they were dry. So I believe the humans uh, all did, consumed did you, the alcohol. Did you open all of them? I did. Had yes. To, yeah. 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 Had they, to they didn't like that. You do they, have. You, you have to. You have one rule over there, and it's essentially make sure they're over twenty-one. So that's one. So the second rule is open the beer. Um, so I was just going to be like, just don't throw these or whatever. 
um meg was like well we have to open all of them and i was like yeah we do for sure 100 percent." so uh, then i found them at platter and they uh they walked away with 96 dollars worth of bud light so love that yeah and then my weapon of the week has nothing to do with anything other than it's just a funny story my dad gets lunch at domino's because it's right across the street from the shop he usually just goes over and gets a salad walks in there this is probably wednesday and they they have uh, the, those white rocks that you line the sides of your walkway to make the landscape look nice they're all through the restaurant they're, they're all inside. And Dad actually kind of kicked a couple out of the way and kind of looks and is like, uh, somebody in here playing with rocks? And the lady's like, nope, we had a disgruntled customer who literally chucked rocks at us from the parking lot and filled the restaurant with them. <laughs> so my weapon of the week is the Domino's Rocks guy. If you are that upset over some shitty pizza that you have to go full-blown temper tantrum and throw rocks into a restaurant, just do us all a favor and end your life. Yeah. My, Please terminate uh, your existence. It's <laughs> a great way to put it. My uh, my weapon of the week uh, also somewhat involves work. Um, big things these days are Google reviews, right? Uh, well, apparently a customer came in during my vacation, got upset about something. Uh, mind you, they 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 showed up half an hour late for their appointment, to which the person that was working said. I probably won't be able to get to it right away. We'd love to still be able to get to your car. If not, we can reschedule you. Well, they rescheduled uh, for a later date and then proceeded to go on Google and blast on how much uh, unpro- or how unprofessional it was to not be able to honor the appointment in which they showed up 30 minutes late to and rescheduled with no issues. Weapons. I don't <clears throat> under... I, do Doesn't you, even make do sense. Do you think they throw rocks into dominoes? If that if there's a if there's a type, that would probably be it. But yeah. Yeah. Well that's um, all I got. You have yeah. anything else, Bradford? No, that's it. I, I got just, uh, uh, we'll see it we'll see it at the X lot on Saturday night. Let's... I got one last thing. Sunday, yesterday, uh we were leaving the Oxford Plain Speedway and I haven't seen him in a little while, but Jeff Brown uh pops oh, yeah. on over, easy to spot, usually wearing a bright yellow vest. And he's the guy, or one of the guys, with a camera hanging around his neck. So, or his neck, holy shit. And uh, so we're talking, having a time, having a conversation, walking back to the car. He's like, oh, shit, I got something for you. And it's what I've been playing with for this whole show in my hand because it is a great fidget spinner. It does look a little fidgety spinny. Um, he has had this USB drive in his pocket for over a year or actually about a year at this point waiting to see me because he has all of the pictures he took from the granite state race that i ran at beechridge in the pro stock he's also got the july 7th 2018 pass 150 at beechridge in which there are pictures of me in a sport series car and rusty in a pro stock and the rumble at the ridge pictures that he took when the NASCAR Willow Modified Tour came to town. And he very graciously put it on a green one, put CS3 and Sharpie on it, and has had it in his pocket waiting to give it to me for about a year. Nice. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. That is so I fired through a lot of the pictures. They are incredible pictures, most of which obviously I didn't even know existed. So pretty cool, cool little flashback there to – when I got to run the super late model and bunch of good pictures of rusty to which I then blew his phone up and the conversation read as follows. I'm sure. It was real uh, brilliant. Uh, hi Russell. Answer me. You cunt. Come on. 
I'm bored. Rusty. Hey, Rusty. Psst. Wake up, you slut. I'll shit in your race car. Anyway, when I was walking out of the track last night, Jeff Brown stopped me and said he has something in his pocket for me like a year like for me like a year now. He hands over a USB drive on it with all these pictures on it. So long story short, here you go. And I fired like 200 pictures <laughs> over to Rusty and uh, we had a good talk about it. Speaking so. of Rusty and shit, um, I changed over the laundry before I came here to record and his dog left him a huge pile of shit on the floor. Tough break. At least it's not in the bed. Yeah, my house stinks, but I was not cleaning it up. Not my problem. I will just spray Febreze upstairs. Fair enough. So this has been what? 175. Donnie Morris. Uh, Lou Sacconi, Liquid Lou. Parker Kligerman. Tucker Cole. Parker Kligerman won the truck race at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course this Cl- past weekend. Kligger Parkerman. Um, I like a number 75. And it's a, it's a sharp-looking number, if done right. I feel like it's typically like the old-school, like, yeah. bubbly Yeah, that type Lu- Lusacone had that, and he had, like, a neon yellow and orange paint scheme that on all of his race cars, whether it be sprint cars, midgets, supers, they always I'm, look I'm sick. envisioning a blue car with yellow numbers on it, and I don't know why or what that would be. Apparently nobody else does either, so good for me. Uh, 75. I'm out, I think. Yeah. No idea. Well, all right. I got to pee. Yeah, me too. Perfect. All right. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car. (laughs) 